I want to let you know about some new tour dates. Uh, I will be coming to uh, Miami, Florida, or Hollywood, Florida, actually, on April 7th. That is the day before the UFC fights at the Hard Rock Live. Uh, we will be in Uncas Uncasville, Connecticut, on July 21 at the Mohedge and Sun Arena. Uh, we will be in Bethlehem, PA on July 22 at the Wind Creek Event Center. And Atlantic City, New Jersey, July 23rd at the Hard Rock Live. We also have some tickets left in Houston, Texas, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, Medford, Massachusetts, New York City, and Las Vegas. Uh, so you can grab those. Some of those are bigger venues, uh, but we will have screens in those venues, um, and that's not going to become the regular deal. Uh, these dates will be live with artist code RATKING on Wednesday, March 1st at 10 a.m. local. General on sale begins Friday, March 3rd. Get all your tickets through theovon.com slash T-O-U-R to make sure you get an accurately priced uh, tickets. And thank you guys so much for your support on the Return of the Rat Tour. We now have Be Good to Yourself crewnecks available in light blue, maroon, and cement. That embankment gang color, you know it. Check these out along with the new windbreaker at theovonstore.com. And thank you for your support. Today's guest just finished his new album, College Park, which you can grab out there. Uh, he has seven albums that have been created. He's a rapper and a producer. Um, he's now delving more into the worlds of uh, YouTube and TikTok, so you can get to know him as a human as well. Uh, he's Grammy-nominated. You may know him as the young Sinatra. Today's guest is Logic. elevator nearby. that's annoying i have a fucking elevator in my like house well it's like on the outside of it dang rich check <laughs> but wow bro <laughs> what do you mean you have a real elevator and what do you have people like waiting like how do you well no there's just an elevator that's like it's like in my building but it's basically my elevator basically like so say if you get in it and the doors open where are you i'm right i'm at my door but are you in your apart in your condo or home or are you at no i'm like a door away I'm okay a door away but it's not a lobby it's like a private it's like right there like it's like a shared it's like me and the other because i'm in malibu in this condo so oh nice it's a vibe so you go all the way down but wait what i was gonna say was i'm really happy to be here thanks man seriously I you're like tiktok ellen oh damn it's a big deal to be here that's cool i didn't know that yeah. i mean we have a similar haircut or at some point we did <laughs> And we're both from Louisiana, um, which is kind of crazy. You probably wouldn't think that Ellen's from Louisiana, huh? I didn't know that you were both from, I didn't know she was from there. Yeah, I think she grew up there. Can you look that up, Zach? Huh? Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yo, Ellen DeGeneres is, that was my big thing. I always wanted to be on Ellen because I watched Ellen since I was a little boy. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, if you make it on Ellen, like you made it. Mm -hmm. And then I actually went to Ellen and performed. I met Kobe. He was there when you went on? Dude, yeah, Kobe was there. 
Let's see. What does it say? Metairie, Louisiana. Wow, Louisiana. That's crazy. Wow. Metairie's kind of wild. Metairie's a good place to, uh, like, if you want to um, do drugs with somebody that's Italian <laughs> at night. Okay. Well, speaking of drugs. That's a good place. She she was originally supposed to be uh, the chick in Pulp Fiction, the uh, not, not uh, Uma Thurman. Not not Uma Thurman's character, but do you remember when Uma Th when they were like stabbing her in the heart to give her the adrenaline, the shot of adrenaline, and um, the chick's house when John Travolta's like, "Who's that girl with all that shit on her face?" and he's like, "That's my wife." Ellen was supposed to play the chick with all the shit on her face. Oh, really? Yeah, fun fucking fact. Oh, That's there it her. is. Yeah, that would have been Ellen DeGeneres. That would have been Ellen. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, but that was a highlight for me. Is and when you went there. What do you mean? You went to Ellen. Yeah, I went there. Well, I went twice, actually. Damn. Yeah, and then we became like homies. And then next thing I know, I'm like, us and our wives are like at her restaurant and fucking Leonardo DiCaprio comes up. And he's like, oh, what's up, Logic? Blah, blah. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Wow. What's my life? I felt like somehow I was like joining the Illuminati. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, it must sort of feel like as you get more popular that you start to meet certain people and you're like, damn, am I getting closer to like meeting like the final like lizard boss or whatever <laughs> yeah i guess you know bro it's insane i'm actually because i'm going ham on social media now uh -huh. like i'm i'm like taking it so seriously spending really good money on you know my my team my camera guys my editing my, like i have in-house editors and i have two houses that i'm paying because i have so much shit that's coming because i've realized like editor trafficking it sounds like almost i'm editor trafficking Dang. yeah but it's all good yeah and no but i really believe in like this next chapter of my career where i'm just going to be making music and having a blast but like i i feel that my personality is really what makes me me it's what mm -hmm. makes logic logic you know the biracial guy like just being myself and um i'm about to lean into that shit hard as fuck so but what was I saying about Ellen? Well, it's interesting. I think like as I watch you, I think like first, obviously, people get to know you through your music, right? Yeah, for sure. Or a lot of people have. But I also then I also find, and I found this, I haven't found this about a lot of musicians, and um, a lot of musicians kind of aren't interesting. They're interesting through their music, but they aren't. Uh, I've found a lot of musicians are tough to interview mm. because um, it's the personification. They're they're tr they're trying to portray like who they are on the record rather than allowing themselves to just mm. be be them. You know what I mean? It's like Mariah Carey takes shits. You know what I mean? But maybe she doesn't want to talk about that on the. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I got I got to use wet wipes. What about you? I'm still I'm still afraid to admit which way I wipe. What you mean? You be wiping towards the ball? <laughs> I mean I don't know. Are you fucking serious? What? what? No, that's crazy. You what? <laughs> You wipe towards your balls? I don't think so. Anyway, man. So I use um I use <laughs> I use wet wipes. I don't know. I mean, they should have people like kind of like that should be something you have to like instead of like your gender, like say which way you wipe. Like <laughs> that way people can just assume your gender right there. I get you know? it, I guess. I don't know, but I never heard about I've never heard of a man wiping towards his balls. Yeah, that's insane. I think that'd be who would do it, you know? It Nobody so, I know. Yeah. Anyway, question. Um, I, I have a question for you. Is um, yeah. First of all, are you cool talking about like fam? No, nothing weird. I'm just saying like family, like if I asked you about family and stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I don't know. You never know. Yeah, totally. Um, so um, your dad, when he had you, was 70 years old? Yeah. Bro. Because I was looking shit up because like I've seen, you know, cool stand up, fun stuff like that. But I like before I came to the show, I was like, man, I really want to know even more about this this guy. So that means that your father was born like over 110 years ago? Yeah. 
let me think. I was just, it's so funny you asked this, man. I was just thinking about him the other day, and I was thinking about how, um, how old he would be if he was alive. He would be, he was born in 1910. Crazy. So he would be 113 this year. Wow. That's, it'd be crazy. My grandfather was born in 1880. <laughs> but to be busting nuts at 70. Oh, I don't want to do it. That's wild. Because your heart could stop. <laughs> well, that reminds me of my I dad. Feel like every time you're like getting close, it's just a risk, man. Um, how old was your dad? Uh, and, and thank you for asking, man. It's sweet to you that you that you checked out and you care. It's nice to think about my dad. I was thinking the other day how it would be cool if they had a place where you could take clothing from like a deceased parent and put it on a mannequin and go spend time with your family <laughs> in a weird way. Like, That's funny. Like if people need that kind of healing in their lives or something. Um, I know you had kind of a wild upbringing. So you started out in Maryland, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Just for our audience that doesn't know, because some of our audience might not know you and I want them to get to know you. And so you started out in Maryland and- and um and your parents are both your parents are different colors, right? Yeah, my dad's black and my mom is white. And I was conceived in a crack house after they had met each other after about oh. three days. Yep. And then Bender, a bender baby. Bender baby. Yeah. My mom was a prostitute. My dad uh was a crack addict for a long time. I'm named after my dad. And yeah. What's really crazy though is I remember my dad telling me, he was like, Yeah, you know, I got a paternity test to make sure your ass was mine. Cause I came out looking white <laughs> as fuck. Uh, yeah. Cause it's very apparent my father is a black man. Like he's not half black, he's not this, he's fucking black. And um, I thought he did it like when I came out the canal. But the uh, literally, bro, like three days ago, a buddy of mine was at my crib and he's like, Oh, fuck, I got a warrant. I'm like, What do you mean you got a warrant? And he's like, I got a warrant in Maryland. And I'm like, bro, when's the last time you were there? He was like 10 years ago. I'm like, oh shit, what do you got to do? So he has to write the judge. Long story short, he was looking up his criminal history on this website. And he's like, yeah, you can type in anybody's name. And I'm like, yo, type in my fucking dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he types in, <clears throat> he types in my dad. And my dad's like, bro, he like stole my identity and maxed out credit cards oh, before I was 18 yeah. and shit. Cause we have the same name. And so, um, I'm like, let's look it up. So we look it up and I'm just seeing like petty theft, car theft, possession charges. And then I see Terry Lee Miller, my mother's maiden name versus Robert Hall defendant. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it says paternity slash child support, bro. It's like 1999. So I'm nine years old. Right. And I look this, it's so crazy. Like, bro, I never knew, like- you know, I heard about it. I kind of saw things when I was a kid, but you don't really put too much together. Yeah, and then you see on the internet, you're kind of, it's almost like you're Bro. like wandering through yourself. It's like I'm reading, I already wrote a biography. You yeah. know what I mean? I wrote I wrote an autobiography. So it's, now I'm reading something that's even crazier. And so what's hilarious is that it shows like that my dad took a paternity test because he was like, that ain't my baby. Yeah. Nine years Damn. later. Who and it's nine years? Wonder what you, if you did something at eight years old that he's like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But the best part is, fuck the internet, I'm black. I told yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking yeah. told you. Yeah, so, yeah, that was wild. Dude, yeah, I think these days, yeah, being black definitely helps. I think everything's kind of heading towards that kind of Ben Simmons kind of trans sort of vibe <laughs> where everybody's going to be. I think- Olive it, people. That's what I said. Olive We've people, always man. said like beige power, like in three <laughs> generations, you can't, you're going to need, even now you need like a chart to be racist. I feel like you need like a- <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You yeah. need to like carry the one if you're really going to get into it. It's like you can't even yell. You used to just be able to yell like, 
rock or something out of the window and it would land on somebody. But now, now it's, it's like, like everybody's. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> crazy. That's crazy, man. Upbringing. Did it make you feel like he didn't care or something at that point? Because that would be I feel like if I saw that or did your mom like instigate it? And so that's why he had to do it. No, I think. Well, I definitely think she wanted child support. But also, I'm just like woman. What you gonna get from a crackhead? Like, I'm just being real, right? I love my dad. He's clean nowadays. I actually, I haven't talked to him in a couple of years and I just texted him the other day. And um, so I'm always trying, it's like a fucking black hole, no pun intended, that I'm yeah. always trying to go through. It's just whatever. Anyway, I'm like, woman, why would you even try to get child support when the man can't take care of himself at the time? So yeah. I'm like, it just, to, to me, it doesn't make sense. But now your your dad has my dad on age nut busting but my dad was 63 this is what's really crazy so i'm one of nine wow but i'm the only child between my mother and my father mm. so my mother has all all uh, all her children are with black men and all my uh, brothers and sisters on my dad's side they're all so everybody's mixed but I, i'm the whitest looking mother i'm the most transparent <laughs> and um what's crazy is is at 33 years ago after i was born my dad got a vasectomy Okay. And then five years ago, I find out that I have a little brother. No. So the story is a wild one. Now. So he was already chopped out and then he got a new baby somehow? Yeah, that shit just poked through. And it's God. his. Because you know they made him get a paternity test. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah, I know, dude. So what's crazy? has a stack of P tests yeah, at his literally. house, man. It, what's wild, though, about my dad is that, who I love, I'm just keeping it real. You know what I always find really funny is like sometimes my family would be like, we don't want our business out there. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't have done all that dumbass <laughs> shit. What the fuck do you mean? But anyway, I would never say anything too crazy. But yeah, this is totally. all public fucking knowledge. So yeah, either way. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> um, my dad, I find out I have a little brother. It's like 2018. And um, I, I wrote about this in my book because I actually wanted to adopt my brother, but that's another story. So wow. I had a, a, a stepmother. Her name was um, Debbie. Mm -hmm. And Debbie and my dad would use together. And um, Debbie OD'd and wound up in a coma for four months. So she's in a coma. Beautiful woman. She's in a coma. My dad is like, all right, well, this sucks. He's in the program, AA. Mm -hmm. And he goes up. Uh, to one of his friends and they're talking to da, da, da. they find out that a, a close friend of his is dying um, I think it was like cancer or something so he goes to see her and like her last words are like take care of my daughter and her daughter um, was like this young 21 year old girl and he took care of her he fucked her and knocked her up no yeah Oh, that's she, so AA. She is so AA everyone's <laughs> fucking like, each other and anyway yes. <laughs> knocks, yes, knocks like, her up shortly after the baby's born she dies of a heroin overdose no then um, and now this had happened a bit before, but while all this was happening, my dad had um, started seeing a woman who I think is now his current wife. And then his then wife comes out of the coma and he's like, it's over. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, that's so crazy. Well, sometimes women take a long time to make to decide. <laughs> yeah, I, I that's crazy. Yeah, but it's like. Wow, she can't. I love how the first thing she gets out of the coma. I know, and then unfortunately, unfortunately she she OD'd and, and died a couple no. years later. But this is like the life I grew up in, man. Just drugs and violence and guns, and my brothers running in the streets, and and you have surprise siblings. It's like surprise siblings, bro. Like eleven years old, yeah. I found out I had four siblings. I was man. like, what? It seems like so like such a chaotic environment to grow up in. Like, were there times? Were there like some special times you remember like spending with your mom or dad that was just kind of like you and them one on one that were like. That was 
kind yeah. of like a warm, like human kind of time. Yeah. I remember this one time my dad stole my earring to pawn it for crack. That was mm-hmm. dope. Damn. <laughs> it was just one earring too? It was just one earring. Yeah. Um, no, my, um, I guess... I guess the few times I had with my dad was music because he's a musician. So he oh. plays like go-go music, which is uh, you know prominent in D.C. And he played with EU and Chuck Brown and different people. Um, and I think that's where I get a lot of my musical talent. But he's the type of motherfucker, though. He would like take me to the studio. And if there was like studio time that he schemed, like I, I, w- I would get none of it. Like he'd be like in there singing. Like, you know, he's got some he's got some songs. One of his most famous lines is a. Uh, She's just a crackhead bitch sucking on the devil's ding dong. And he's talking about smoking a pipe. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like that's copywritten, dude. I've heard that. (laughs) Every crackhead, I feel like, plays that. Straight up. I feel like that is like a national anthem. My mom, my mom, we, we, there was definitely for as, as sick mentally as my mother was and is, I haven't talked to her in over a decade now, unfortunately. Wow. Um, And I'd love to, but she's just not there she's the type of person to be like don't take the lord's name in vain god damn it you motherfucker like crazy you know what i'm saying and she was she would she'd hit me with the hard r and all my my brothers and sisters growing up it's weird it was like really yeah man your mom would embalm you yeah bro it was like this systemic because she's you know i remember her telling me that she brought you know 14 year old black boy home to introduce to her parents and they were like we don't mix with their kind here like wild shit right it was like old school racism yeah so it was in her because she would always obviously she's fucking black guys you like yeah. you're not you know what i mean it's like you know who's fucking them. usually back in the day they were driving like a honda civic <laughs> it would be kind of like a thick girl that got sunburned pretty easy and was driving a honda civic and if she was a redhead dude she's smashing brothers yeah. dog. no cat bro there was no every girl that drove by with a you know fucking honda civic dude that was a little bit thick bro and was catching some sun and freckles were showing up on her shoulders bro oh my god she was going over to a I, I had some house, i had some man. good times I, I did i had some good times with my mom but i had more work like my mother she almost strangled me to death one time i just been i've been kidnapped i've been through the the gnarliest shit fucking molested Wild shit. But well, and that was just, that was my dad's girlfriend. She just kissed me with Skittles in her fucking mouth and I could taste the rainbow. Oh God, that would make me fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great. I swear to God, dude, if a woman, I remember if any woman came even near me when I was a child, I'd get erect. What is up with that though? That's a real thing. I used to be in ninth grade. Like I couldn't get up. They'd be like, could you please write this mathematical equation? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm fucking doing math like Zach Galifianakis to decrease my boner before you stand up. But- yeah, I think, well, for me, I think there was no, like I had such a, like a rocky connection with my own mother. Like she didn't show me like a lot of, and I say this a lot, but I don't really go into it. She like didn't show me like a, a lot of affection mm. and she like would kind of look at me with judgment all the time. And so I never knew anytime I got around a woman, it was always like a lot of like real, like uncomfortable energy. Was this even when you were like a child? Did you feel this way or was it more in your teenage and later years? I didn't notice it until I got a little bit. Now I notice it all. It all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But yeah, I think she, my mother would just always had a lot of, she never looked at me like just with like adoration. Mm. There was always like judgment. And so it, I think I always interpreted that like with a woman that there's always some type of judgment. So I'm not enough immediately when I show up or even look at a woman. It's like, even when I look at a woman's eyes, it was like, I'm not enough. So I think that like permeated in me throughout like being young. And so I think it made everything kind of, so then anytime I got close to a woman, everything was uncomfortable. Cause it was like, how can I be this close? And I'm okay. Like I'm okay to be here. And it's not like, 
I'm not being like rege- feeling rejected. It's like I think it made it made everything super just a lot of nerves in that space, you know? Um, I get it. I've always can- felt more of a connection with women because I was raised and surrounded by women. So I've had to deal with like, you know, I've had sisters who fucking come home after getting raped or, you know what I mean? Just like the craziest shit. And I don't know. I just always, like, you know, I see my my mom, I'm like a little boy, you know, like damn near a toddler. She's getting her fucking brains beat out of her. She's all bloody and the police come and all this shit. And I'm like, oh, don't treat a woman like that. You know, my dad's smoking crack and pawning my fucking PlayStation and shit. Oh, don't treat your child like that. So I saw all these, you know, my brother's running around with guns. Oh, try to, don't do these things. And that's not me shitting on my family. Like, it's just, right. it is what it is. You know what I mean? And and a lot of my family's really turned their lives around for the most, I mean, motherfuckers are still in the hood and shit, but it's good. And you know, sometimes motherfuckers will be like, hey man, like how come you don't even give your money, fam- your family money? And it's like, one, I, I have, and then it's gone. Yeah. immediately it's like i've done that and then it's like oh i learned my lesson immediately because like you give somebody money they don't know what to do with it it's even like okay what i'm gonna buy you a house and then what i gotta pay your mortgage for the rest of your life or i gotta this or i gotta that. so it's like you can only give but so much to to a person because if somebody gave me a million dollars when i was in the hood at 18 i would just be a taco bell every day oh <laughs> like i would just be like i, I don't know oh, I would. i'd be doing coke dude <laughs> i'd be trying to eat my own ass dude. oh my god Dude, you do enough drug, you'll try to, you'll get back there. True. All right. It's time to take on the sunshine, but to do it with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. That's right. Shady Rays offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. But that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That's right. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code THEO. For 50% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Go to S-H-A-D-Y-R-A-Y-S, ShadyRays.com, and use code Theo for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. After three years away from the octagon, John Bones Jones the Marrow Madman is back for UFC 285 with his heavyweight debut. Get in on his title bout against Gon, uh, Cyril Gon, and all the action on the fight card with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. New customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if your fighter wins. All DraftKings customers can join the excitement in the octagon with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Combine multiple UFC 285 bets into one for a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the app now. Use code THEO. New customers can bet just $5 on a pre-fight money line and get $150 in bonus bets if your fighter wins. This Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THEO. Theo, 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But it's interesting you say that because, yeah, there's some family members of mine that, like, it's easier to share stuff with or, like, help them get something if they're trying to get it in their life and I can help, like, financially. And then there's some where it's, like, they're not in a space where they're kind of healthy enough in a way where it's, like, yeah, you can't – it's tough to – if you give $10,000 to somebody who's struggling with addiction – you might never, they may die. Yeah, no, you can't do it. Yeah. So some of that stuff gets a little bit tricky. My niece, um, my niece, I, I'm putting her through college right now. She's, oh, one, awesome. she's one of the ones that like really broke through and she, she's doing incredible. Sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah. Um. So, but how are you able to like compartmentalize that stuff and like not get so attached to it? Because it seems like you're able to like talk about these pretty traumatic times that happen in your life and you don't, but you're able to kind of discuss it in a way that's like I'm not like who oh, fuck like yeah. yeah. I think did you go through that or you never really that never really was. I definitely did, but I was never like. I, I mean, I've had there's you know I've I've shed some tears over like not not having a family, you know what I mean, things like that. But m- most of the tears I shed were like having my son, and like getting married to a beautiful woman that loves me and like giving me the family I never had, and mm-hmm. that shit makes me be like wow. Like I'll look at my son like this cute little three-year-old pure soul and i'm like damn i can't believe my parents smacked me around and did you know cook crack in front of me you know i had drug dealers in the house cooking crack i'm breathing this shit in like i could never imagine that for for my son yeah so it, it, it makes me really happy but i think the biggest way if i'm being quite honest how i dealt with uh my upbringing was through music through writing mm. you know what i mean because like a lot of people are scared of therapy or this or that. I've always been, I've, I've been in therapy for 10 years, over 10 years now. And it's, it's helped me a lot. And it's given me a lot of tools to break down um, and better know myself. But before I, you know, sat down with any professional, I had to really look in the mirror and be like, yo, like what matters to you? You know what I mean? What, what do you want? What don't you want? And that's why even with the raps and shit, like I didn't look at it at, at hip hop and go, Oh yeah, I'm a boats and hoes and bitches and I didn't like I didn't see it like that. I saw it as a as a business. And I say with persistence, determination, realism, and wanting success more than your next breath, you could truly fucking attain anything you want. But a big key is realism. So I wasn't like, oh, I want the twenty thousand dollar chain and I want the. I was like, I want to create a brand. And I want to do it in a way that nobody else is really doing it. And that's why my whole motto is peace, love, positivity. It's about being yourself. And also the craziest shit is, bro. Eminem is Eminem, the goat. He's the shit, but he's not the first white rapper. There was so many before, bro. I'm the first black, white, <laughs> white-looking black guy traversing <laughs> hip hop. Like me and J. J. Cole's genetic makeup, the same. Drake's the same. You know what I mean? So many people. So I'm like the first of my kind as well, experiencing this. So when I would be talking about things like emotions. And how it's okay to feel this. And people are like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. And I had to like really navigate being comfortable in my skin. And yeah. Yeah, because I feel like that's not a universe where if you come with feelings in like a rap battle, it's a, <laughs> yeah, no, you it's know, not that's it. not the sword and, no, and shield you want to bring in there. It's changing a little bit though. When you yeah. see like a lot of these vert, like a lot of like, um, these like ciphers and verses and stuff you see online, I feel like you, you start to, people get a little bit more emo in there. You know? I guess I don't really give a fuck about that shit. I'm just like, I love music. You know what I mean? Like I used to be about the freestyling and all that shit and like the battles. And that's it's cool. It's cool. But it, it's a lot of it's a lot of fuck you, I'm great, and all this, which is systemic. Yeah. I still rap like that sometimes. Like I'll have braggadocious shit. Like I actually had a line where I said braggadocious flow, I'm vain like an IV. So it's like it's just like little things where 
it's in us. It's systemic. Why am I wearing this? I'm wearing this because I never had it. My people never had it. So I I like it. I got it. What's up? Look at me. In a way, right? It, yeah. it really is. Like, you know what I mean? I like to think I do it a little more, you know, classic. I'm not I just try to try not to be too over the top. But if a motherfucker wants to be over the top, good. He never had it. And if that's what right. he wants to do. But I would rather sleep in my money. You know, I'd rather sleep in a five million dollar house in Malibu. I'd rather have you a you nice know. home or something. Yeah, get personally. you a waffle maker. Get you a damn ottoman, dude. I remember when I got a fucking ottoman, cuz. <laughs> An ottoman damn, bro. changes the game. It does, dude. When I sat on a couch and then my feet sat on a couch, touchdown, dude. I thought I was going to damn heaven, bro. It's pretty I'd amazing. If I, I would have taken my own life right there if I could have. Just to stay comfortable oh my forever. God. I got a number you could call. Um, I know, dude. I heard about that, <laughs> yeah. man. Um, sorry, our conversation's been all over a little bit, but it's cool, bro. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. No, I like it. It feels like we're just, like I'm just chilling with with a friend. So speaking of which, you went to like five fucking colleges. What's up with that? Yeah, man. I think I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I got into comedy, and it like comedy was this kind of thing. You didn't have to commit to anything. Mm. You know, I had I always have always had a lot of trouble uh, committing to stuff. And so comedy kind of made it where you didn't have to commit. I think I didn't want to commit to a college. I just, I don't know. I had big like commitment issues. I think out of the gate in the world, I didn't like kind of my environment so much that I just didn't, I was never going to let anything kind of place me or pigeonhole me mm. or even if it was a school, you know, it was like, I want to do my own thing, you know? I um, think that's dope. I mean, I feel like also if I... Personally, I feel that your 20s, like to like 26, 27, that's the time to just fuck your life up if you're going to do it. Like following a dream. Yeah. Like let it go. Because by the time you're 26, 27, you're like, all right, fuck it. I'll put this tie on and go to this job oh, yeah. for the rest of my Chase life. Chase bank or. Yeah, you know, whatever. But it's like, I feel like. Enterprise you, rental. <laughs> do whatever you're going to, whatever your ambition is, do it now. Do it yeah. right now while you still can because you don't want to look back, you know. Um, full yeah. of regret. I say that a lot to people. You could even, and I know this is maybe look frowned upon or whatever. You could kill somebody. A lot of people are doing. Seven, I would say that's frowned upon. Well, a lot of people are doing seven years now. Oh, for a murder? Yeah. So I'm like, dude, if there's somebody that we really don't need, I mean, ask some other people. Don't just fucking pick somebody <laughs> in your area. Yeah. But you know, get a small consensus. And look, dog, if you think it's going to help humanity, bro, you only, you know, people are doing seven years. Wait a second. How did we just go from? Following your dreams to murdering people and only getting seven years. I, it's rap music, dude. That's what it is, Well, bro. actually, one thing I did want to also ask, because we were talking about emotions and shit. So as a, as a comic, you know, as a fucking genius comedian, which you are, you're, you know, you're so quick, you're witty, you're on your shit. Has there ever been a time <clears throat> where you were like going back and forth with another comedian and they actually, and this is, it's not a two-part question but more of a description and they actually like fucking like legitimately hurt your feelings or is it more so like fuck i've been bested in this comedic duel <laughs> or both that's a good question man i think i've been bested in a comedic duel for sure by like guys like you know i'll be i'll get around like shane gillis sometimes and just who he is makes me laugh or if i'm having like a rough day um Fuck, one day I had been eating, I went on a new diet where you didn't eat any calories or something for like a week. So I could barely even breathe, you know, like I couldn't even open my eyes that good. And I had to do an episode with this kid, Bryce Mitchell, right? Mm. And he seemed like this, like, 
I thought he was like a wizard, you know? And he's like a UFC guy. Like he's a very interesting dude. I don't think people would say he's a wizard though. And he's, I like had no energy. So I was like, I felt pretty bested that day. I think sometimes there's times where you get with comedy. I think it's good with podcasting because you can do the conversations again. Mm. I would, uh, but I think doing something like rapping, that kind of thing feels really scary because people judge bars of raps and stuff all the time. Yeah. They don't do that with comedy. Nobody's mm. like, oh, dude, Larry had some shit bars over here. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like they're not doing that. So uh, they might say when somebody has a couple of good jokes, but um, that would be scary to me to be like, okay, I'm going to rest on these lines and put them out. Has there been something you put out where you're like, because I put out some specials where I'm like, I know that the recording that night wasn't the best. Mm. I know that like after the audio came out, I'm like, these people I was working with didn't do, didn't capture it the best. I know that I probably could have been in a better position and taken care of myself better the weeks leading up to it. So I was putting out something as good as I could. Um, but with your work, you got to feel like you get a chance to be like, okay, this is it. Is there ever a point where you like started something and by the end you were like, fuck. But I still got to put it out. No, I would never put out something if I like wasn't behind it. Like if I wasn't behind it, even if it's like some fun shit or because that 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 was one thing that was really tough to navigate through this last decade. Because I, I, you know, I'm known as a fucking lyricist. Like I rap, you know. But I've also broken out of that box and made pop music. I've made trap music. I've sang. I've done indie records. I've done all types of stuff because I just that's me. I, I want to do different shit. You know, it's like you've acted. You you have a podcast. You're so much more than just, uh, you know, a, a, just a comedian, quote unquote. Like, yeah. You know, and um, that's how I felt about myself. So the the hardest thing was was navigating like people, what other people thought and what other people said because I did care and because I wanted to be accepted so much. Like I literally, it was so obvious and apparent. But that's because I love hip-hop and it's a beautiful space but the thing is is i was always accepted by the greats the people in this you know industry whether yeah. it's wu-tang clan nas like so many people that i've come into contact q-tip you know i mean RZA. you've worked with all of them yeah and they give me my flowers and it's really amazing but for so long i was so focused on like well i want to be accepted by I don't know, like the taste maker or somebody with a fucking podcast yeah it's like fuck them and their podcast i rap Right. Uh, and and when I- Or any fucktard, any, any fucktard in a Honda Accord with fucking loud pipes on that bitch, dude. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. Does that guy like me? You know? No, but that's a real thing, though. That's what I'm saying. That's a real thing. That would be, like, that's the dude. It's like, instead of really, if, if you know, if the greats are giving you uh, your rewards, but I'm still listening to this motherfucker's driving by, and he's listening to Nelly still, I'd be like, fuck, dude, I got, I'm missing somebody. <laughs> I'm missing a you know? I love Nelly, but I'm just saying, yeah, it's like I'm missing something. You know, no, it's I like, get it. I think um, having my son, do you have children? Mm -mm. Having my son really totally opened my eyes about how much shit doesn't fucking matter. Right. Like my son, this thing that came out of my nuts is healthy and happy. So Joe Schmo talking shit about me, like who gives a fuck? Right. Also, it's like I'm rich and I'm famous and you're talking about me. Like, good job. Like, bro, you did it. Like, mission accomplished. You you meet, you met the green lizard alligator at the end of the fucking game. Like, you yeah. did it. And so, uh, for me, that realization, and this is just in the last few, last few years because my biggest thing was I used to be so upset that 
it hurt when people would say mean things about me, which they do on the internet all the time. I mean, it's crazy shit. I hope your baby dies, your wife's ugly, your da-da-da. And when you see that every day, every day, all these different things, just people that shit that people spew out, yeah. it can fucking affect you. And so I used to be so angry, like, fuck, like, why does this hurt? Why does this hurt? And then I realized it's like, bro, it hurts because you're a human being and you have emotions. And when I stopped being so hard on myself and I was like, bro, it's okay that it hurts. What you're in control of is how long will you let that affect you and how much will you let it affect you? Mm. And now if I see some shit, if I subject myself to being on the internet and I see some shit, I just kind of just like, hmm, fuck this guy. And that's it. And it's pretty cool, but it used to keep me up. Like, So it, what yeah. helped you turn there? Cause that's really some AA type stuff. It's yeah. like, you know, if I sit there and read something about it and I feel, start to feel a certain way, that's normal. That kind of can happen. But if I sit there and continue to feel that way, then I'm doing that to myself at a certain point. I don't realize it. This, that thing is the instigator, but if I'm sitting there and still thinking about it, then that's a choice that I'm making really at a certain point. Or still you know? going through it. Right. Because I used to- Isn't that I, crazy, I, bro? bro? I used to go and like- People would be like, oh, you're amazing. I love yeah. your comedy. I love I love your your albums. I love, And it's just so much love. I love you. I love you. I love, but then we look and it's like, you fucking suck. And it's yeah. like, oh my God. And you looked at the guy and you look at him and he's fucking 14. He plays Xbox. He's a cunt. And you're like, <laughs> they like this whole re this thing. When like deep down, like it doesn't matter. Why are we doing this to ourselves? But I think a big part of it is... Um, what it what it means to be human and, and adaptation. So when you think about like us fucking on like an African plane mm -hmm. thousands of years ago. Oh yeah, like big buck hunter? Type shit, type beat. And when we walk out of the brush, like nobody's going, wow, look at these beautiful clouds. Look at this sky. No, you're looking for lions immediately. And so I think that's what we do on like today, fast forward, we're looking for where's the threat? Where's the threat? Um, and now I'm just kind of like, man, I, I honestly don't know why the fuck I, I cared so much for so long. You know what I mean? Well, it would make sense. I feel like you cared if you're looking for, I mean, I feel like especially as children, especially growing up, you're probably looking for adoration. Everybody wants to be seen or accepted. Yeah. I don't know. You seem to have, have adapted pretty well. For you now, know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not like it was ever terrible, but there was just times when. It was, but, and the reason I love to, to, to discuss things whenever I, uh, such as this, whenever, you know, we kind of reach the subject for people out there is it's like, bro, you're not alone. Like it's a real thing. Not to sound cliche, but like everybody goes through shit. Everybody, you go on the internet, you get in a fight with some asshole that it could like, it, it can, it can affect you. And just the, the sheer amount of shit that we see and process mentally daily, like, I don't think humans are even supposed to be doing that. Yeah. Like, like think if it's like 1950, you know, and little little Mary Jane, like this bitch didn't have Twitter and sh all, and just see all this shit with all these girls half naked by fucking 13 being over-sexualized. And she's like, oh, well, I need to change myself. And I need all, like that shit didn't exist. Well, that's, you know, I wonder a lot of times I think, you know, and I've jerked off recently. I'm going to be honest with everybody, but I think that a lot of times we've exhausted our sexuality. So I, like, you know, I feel like you're, you're, even maybe even through a DNA strain, you're only supposed to see so much cooter and everything over time and ass or whatever. I actually agree with that. Oh, so it's crazy that now you're having children, I think, that have no sex because you fucking, you, you know, Ronnie, the daddy or whatever, spewed it all out, dude. That's why fucking Ernie is just sitting in the yard fucking licking rocks and scrolling <laughs> on TikTok because he can't even, he don't even have anything left in him. You know, it's like, it's weird. Like whenever we created digital media, it's like we burned it out all out of us. I think there's a lot of men out there who are, 
gay, not even because they want to be. It's because they all the straightness got jerked out of them over time by looking Wait, at what? pornography. Wait, what? Yeah. Get Think about pornography, bro. It goes on a regular bro, if saying. Bro, if somebody wants to be fucking gay, they're just gay. Oh, well, some people are. But some You're people- You're saying some people, their de- their predecessors have just just busted so many nuts that they- Or even them. But there's a difference. Wait, no. But it's like, then what you're talking about is more so celibacy rather than a s- sexual orientation. I don't know, man. I think we don't know the long-term effects of some of this pornography. Think about it, dude. Like like when you're saying back in the day, you go to maybe the store and you see a woman pick up a melon oh, or yeah, something. For you sure. go jerk off in the truck. <laughs> and you think about it. Oh, that was insane. Every time you fucking see a, an avocado salad, you fucking got to hide yeah. in, the, in, the, in the outhouse. When I was a kid, I used to fucking watch anime and I'd just be in my head thinking about like this anime bitch with big ass tits and I'm like 12 what? years old. And Oh yeah, bro. Because I didn't have anything. I didn't have fucking porn. I didn't have fucking internet. You know what I'm saying? I was busting nuts to fucking pencil drawings. Damn, dude. It was a vibe, though. I remember one time I busted so many nuts. The first time I ever busted a nut. Oh, yeah. Take us there. I busted like 13 nuts. Uh I was like 12 years old, and I'm shooting ghost loads. Daytime or nighttime? Um, Night. All night. Literally, I. it was the first time. Because, you know, it's like my dick would get hard, this or that. I'm like 12, bro. But like, you know. My neck would get hard when my dick would get hard a lot. You like Batman? (laughs) Yeah, so, it was like I was like I'm on the gravitron at the fair or whatever. Literally, yeah. the fucking UFO. <laughs> literally, I would I I you know I just I'd never busted a nut, and then you bust that first nut, and it like opens oh, your yeah. mind. You're like, oh my god! Yeah. So I jerked off all night, and then my dick was like all fat. Oh, it hurts. Yeah. It hurt, and I went to school the next day, and it was like I was walking weird. Mm. And then I I came home, and I was like, man, I talked to my friend. I was like, yo, I think my dick's fucked up. Can you look at it? He's like, what? You want to look at your dick? And I was like, yeah, man, it's all good. Dude, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You do it so much, <laughs> you end up in a gay instance. What can, I, saying, what can I say? What can I say? But no, it was it was hilarious. He was like, yeah, your shit's fucked up. You need to chill. So I was like, <laughs> okay. And he then just I, told you that? Yeah, he was just like, yeah, that's not normal, man. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Oh, I remember getting so much ointment and I would pack it around my wiener because it would like, I just exhausted its use so much. And I would get like all that neosporin. Are or you whatever. being serious? Oh, 100%. <laughs> and I would put it all around it because it would hurt. Mm. You know? I mean, Louis C.K. was on here and we talked about that about imagine if you had a friend that was your wiener and you just kept fucking pack every time he was around, you just kept fucking shaking him around until <laughs> he spit up all over. Ew. And then he did it. And then everybody's like, let him rest, let him rest. And you're like, nah, fucking get him back <laughs> oh up. Oh my God. How many nuts have you busted in a day? Oh, not that many. I'm more of a, I'm more of a long, I'm more of like a. Like draw it out, edge. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it edging. I would just call it very lazy, kind of archaic nuts, you know? I archaic think, nuts? I think maybe four. Oh man, I got you beat. Yeah, good. I can't, <laughs> bro, I can't handle it. I was, I mean, I was, just, I was just really young. It bums me out. If I do it a little bit, it bums me out. You know what? I'm over porn. I'm so over it. With horrible. They used to have. The, oh, they said this actually. Seven states push to require ID for watching porn online. Louisiana just did this, wow. and I think this is one of the best things that's ever been done. For sure. Because, dude, I really do think, uh, logic, that this. This has ruined a lot of relationships. It's like it used to be a woman was where. Any fantasy you had was directed towards your spouse, towards yeah. your towards your wife. Um, and then now those fantasies are all exalt you that that person can't even compete with the 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 digitality of of all this pornography. Yeah. What does that article say? I'm sorry, Zach. Gotta love Zach. I love Zach. <laughs> Thanks, bro. 
He's oh. good, man. And I've never told him that, so I'm glad I'm actually <laughs> glad someone's No, he's great. Finally. He is. After decades of can we zoom in a little bit? After decades of fretting over minors potentially being overexposed to pornography online, several states are suddenly moving fast in 2023 to attempt to keep kids off porn sites by passing laws requiring age verification. No, but that's real. I mean, have you ever seen like those funny TikToks or things where it's like literally eighth grade and the band's playing at lunch and then they'll stop and then the kid does the Pornhub drum thing as like a joke and then all the kids laugh because they know? It's it's fucking deep, man, because like I remember the first time I was exposed to pornography, I was like five years old. No. Yeah, but it was it was print. <laughs> That's how old I am. <laughs> it was it was print. Yeah, same. It was print magazine. But I just didn't understand. I remember going up to my my mother, and once again, she's a huge I'm not shitting on her here, but I'm just being honest. She's a fucking hypocrite. Because, you know, I was like, What's sex? I was five years old and I asked her, and she was like, that's sex. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, she did that. She did this. She just went like that. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I went to my homies. I was like, yo, check it out. I'm having sex right now. Yeah. And I'm oh, like telling man. all my friends and shit. They're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not like that bad. Like seeing seeing a, like, a little nudie magazine when you're grown. No. You're, you're grown up. Like, But now it's fucking deep, man. Like I remember one of the first times I like was on the internet watching porn like 2006 yeah. 2007 where like i didn't even know where to go and i'm in like yahoo like just typing shit and like mm -hmm. some chicks like going down on this guy and then she like pukes all over his dick and i'm like scarred and i'm like oh my god like yeah. that is some shit people don't need to be exposed it's like a golden to corral i know and now that's my fetish no i'm just kidding you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's it's just a weird thing but yeah I, it's yeah. overexposure man it, well it's crazy it, but the the harm it does to us i think that's the things we don't know mm. it's like that harm it used to be you would take all those feelings and you'd put them to where every time you saw your spouse yeah. you would fantasize about them and or, if you're open if you're open you're like hey what's up you're trying to wear this maid outfit and yeah you know pretend i you know xyz like it's just to have those fantasies you know and my wife she's she's super open her fucking dad's probably watching this right now so i'm not gonna get too deep into it but if you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> um but no she she's yeah. uh, my my wife man she's she's incredible you know what i mean she, she she really satisfies me and that's another thing when i think like all through my 20s i was just like jerking off watching porn just because it was just kind of a thing to do not a lot not crazy like i never had an addiction nothing like that um you know and i've known some 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 dudes who, who have and have, have beaten that which i think is great um but i'm just like for what i kind of i'm almost like seeing it like seeing it all yeah and now i want to just like not anymore and just focus on my personal sexual relationship with my wife. Not that I'm not or haven't, but just to eat even more. I think porn has been so normalized in a way, um, which is not, it's like as an adult, like to each their own, you know what I mean? But I just think this shit about making sure that minors can't, aren't really so exposed to it, I think it is important. But also, Somebody's, it's, it's almost like guns, you know? Sure, you can have all the gun laws you want, X, Y, Z. I wonder what the comments are looking like right now. Anyway, you can have all these gun laws, whatever, but at the at fucking end of the day, bro, if somebody really, really wants to fucking get a gun and kill somebody, they're gonna do it. And they can even make a gun. 3D print a fucking gun. And that's, but that's how I feel kind of about like porn where it's like, if an underage, you know, teenager who's older wants to see that, they're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. But if you make it more difficult, then I think you're exposing less people to, uh, to something that can essentially traumatize them. You know, uh, you ever heard of that show Euphoria? I met someone from it one time at a party. Mm. Well, they really talk about in, in an incredible way how um, porn has just fucked with the youth 
thinking like, yeah, bitch, take this dick. And yeah. Like all this. And it's like, that's really, I mean, it's a time and place, you know what I'm saying? It's a time and oh, place. Oh yeah, for that. it's definitely evening. Yeah. But, you know, like your first time. Is yeah, not- you can't be like that. And then a girl thinks like all this crazy. And then yeah. here's the crazy part. You're not even connecting with the other person at all. Now yeah. you're almost performing actions that you've seen so then it's like the human connection it's totally gone it's like we're almost it's become weird because with porn you're almost start to and with everything digital you almost start to impersonate what you've seen yeah so now we've taken art in all forms and some people consider porn art and that's fine we've taken art we've made art and now we're watching the art we've made and reenacting the art. we don't it's like we're we're done yeah, all I know is like my first time having sex, I was like fucking Titanic. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I love you. Oh my God. Well, also, I never experienced true love, like love. Like, I, 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 I don't really believe, like, like, I love my mom and my dad, but like, not like I love my son, not like I love my wife. You know what I mean? It sounds like that was a big change to you. Like, once you had a family, it kind of, because sometimes you hear that a family will solve a lot of those old things like wounds because you suddenly have a thing that it's not about this behind you anymore. It's obviously about in front of you. Yeah. And when you're loving your son, you kind of replenish that thing that you didn't get in a weird way. It's like, no, a, not even in a weird way. Wow. That is it. That is it. And that's what's so crazy. Like just the fact, Did you know it was going to be like that. Um, like were you scared no. to get into a marriage? Were you scared to have a child? Like those are, well, things I wasn't scared to get into marriage this me. time. Cause I got it right the second time. Oh, you did a first marriage. <laughs> yeah. I did a first marriage. Wow. That was hard. Um, and that was just it. It just wasn't my person. There was no. There was no like no uh, infidelity. No this. No that. It was just. And respectfully, like I won't really get into it because that isn't my story to tell. And that's a story that I would happily tell you. You know, if you over dinner or hanging mm-hmm. out or whatever. But publicly, it's just, it just wasn't my person. It wasn't right. So when I found my wife now, Brittany, it was just like, oh my God. Like she, and she got it. The wildest shit, I felt like Leo. Like I, I found the bitch when she was 19. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, Jerry Leo Lewis, dude. Bring up Jerry Lee Lewis. He was a pedophile, but he was oh, respected. Shit. What? I ain't a, what? That's not what I was <laughs> yeah, the fuck yeah, you yeah. talking about. Cheer. You're not that, dude. You're cheer, a musician. Cheer, cheer. <laughs> but I'm just saying, he was, uh, he married like a damn 12 year old. Oh, dude. no, he didn't. Really? Yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis, boy. What the fuck? I mean, that kid is... Well, that wasn't me. Anyway... Wife. No, you have a great wife. No, yeah. Did your wife just do a cameo in your new uh, video? Yeah, I had a video where she popped in. I thought that was her, man. I watched. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, it's that, fun, bro. Yeah, That's a been, nice anthem. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been fun um, just being a dad and being a husband. And I also... That's one thing that I love about getting older, especially in hip-hop, because hip-hop is such a young genre. It turns 50 this year. And um, for me, I love talking about being a father. I love talking about aging, you know, because hip hop and well, pop music in general, it's all about like just young, 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 literally like 17, 18, 19, 20, like all this shit. But it's like, bro, I'm fucking 33, man. You know what I mean? I be getting hemorrhoids and shit. Like I want to talk about like- Yeah, you're an adult. <laughs> I want to talk about real stuff, you know, what it, what it means to invest your money and be smart with things, which your average kid's like, I don't give a fuck. Let's blow the money. Let's go to Vegas, baby. Yeah. But it's just like, man, I've done that and I've had that and that's cool. But like it's, I, I just love this stage of where I am. And you talk about looking forward, and in many ways, I definitely do look forward. But um, so much of my career, bro, um, you know, ten years ago, it was always I could never be present because I was just like, oh fuck, I'm broke. Like I'm like my roaches have fleas. Fuck. Like I have nothing. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like, and so I wanted something. I wanted something. And 
So know, once you got a little more comfortable, it made things easier. Yeah, but I'm still thinking about the future because right. it's like, and this is when I started to get therapy because I mean, you got to understand, bro. I remember, you know, I did I did a deal one year. I made $30 million. Wow. I fucking, I had the biggest panic attack on my basketball court. Flex. Really? Yeah, because I was like, bro, I was so poor my whole life. EBT, man. I fucking ate cereal with powdered milk, bro. Okay, like I didn't have anything. Like I had nothing. I never had shit. Wow. So then when I finally got it, I like fucking freaked out about it. And then I started going to therapy and I was like, what do I do? What if I lose my money? And the bitch laughed at me. <laughs> I call her the bitch. She's my therapist. She's amazing. She's she's well, Australian. She could be a down ass bitch. She as is well, a down like ass a bitch. bitch. No, but she's extra down because the bitch is Australian. So she's oh, down under. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, um, so she said she was like, she was like, first of all, you're not gonna lose your money. You're not a fucking idiot. She's like, look at you, you're making proper investments, you're you're you know, you're taking care of yourself. She said, but if you did, what would you do? And I was like, I'd fucking grind my ass. Up. And she's like, exactly, you get it back. So number one. Hmm. And I remember this is at a time when um, I was like going through a lot mentally, like a lot, because I had the fucking 1-800 song out. You know what I mean? It's like the biggest thing in the world. And everywhere I go, it's like suicide. And people are like, I tried to kill myself. And my brother tried to kill himself. And my sister killed herself. And and just everywhere I'm going, it's like all the shit. And I'm like- Right. And for people who don't know, there was a song that, uh, anthem that he did that was uh, about suicide yeah. prevention and just uh, about- uh, kind of loving yourself a little bit of evolution. Mental health, yeah. Yeah, mental health. So go on. I so yeah, so know. dealing with all that was like a lot. Um, but for me, like I had turned down a million dollar show in Australia and I've always wanted to go to Australia and it was literally, it was a festival and I was going to headline the festival. <sighs> bro, 45 minutes, million dollars. Wow. And I turned it down. And people could be like, oh, you're fucking crazy. It's like, bro, I want to put a bullet in my head. Right. Like I didn't give a fuck. And then so I remember talking to my therapist and being like, oh, you know, I, people are going to think I'm crazy. And she goes, what do you value? Do you value getting on a 22-hour flight in your mental state right now and going all the way to a country that you've never been, that you want to go to, but this isn't how you want to do that? What do you value? I was like, I value resting and taking a fucking break mm -hmm. so I don't off myself. And she said, then do that. And when discussing mu uh, money and things with her, I remember she goes... She goes, listen, you're always stressing about money and you're a millionaire. She goes, you know, I see a few billionaires. You know what they tell me? I say, what? She goes, they say, if only I had another billion. And I'm like, yo, that's deep. I need to let this shit go. I made it. <laughs> and so around this time, this is like 2018, around this time, and then I fucking grinded for like another two years, but I realized, man, I was always looking that, like so far, man, like, you know, when I started rapping, I'm like, okay, I got to put out a mixtape, put out a mixtape. Okay, I got to get fans, get fans. Okay, I got to start touring, start touring. Okay, I need a record deal, get a record deal. Okay, I got to put out an album, put out an album. Okay, the second album can't flop. Second album does good. Okay, I need to, and then it's like, I got to go gold, and then you go gold. Okay, I got to go platinum, and then you go platinum. Yeah. And motherfucker, I'm almost 10 times platinum on one fucking song. Like, it's just the crazy, it's just, it never ends. And so, once I made it, when my son came out the puss, and I realized I was like, yo, Fuck everything else. I want to be as present as I can be. So like me being here with you today, it's why I did my research. You know what I mean? It's why I'm so happy and honored that you would let me on this show. I can't believe, bro, I've been doing this shit for 10 years and people like you are, are, want to sit down with me. It's incredible. So now every single day, of course, I have goals, ambitions, things that, that, that I look forward to, but I do the best I can to truly just be like, wow, this is cool. Mm. And also, like, I'm not fucking dying of an illness. Right. 
you know, like right, to have some gratitude to look at some of the positive for sure. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? The other the other day, I realized I was spending an extra twenty nine ninety nine a month on a service that I have two of. I didn't realize I had two of them. It's been going on for three years. Man, that broke my heart. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. That's right. Over 80%, dear God, of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on, or that free trial that you never even used. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash T-H-E-O. That's rocketmoney.com slash Theo. Rocketmoney.com slash Theo. Make sure you're not spending money that you don't have to be. One of the most exciting things about the new year is that you have no idea what adventures are in store for you. You know, just a few weeks ago, I ended up in Paris, France. I didn't expect it, but I did. From new travel experiences to new jobs or picking up new skills, there's no better way to prepare for 2023 than by learning a new language with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language learning lessons. With Babbel, you need only 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. That's right. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, get up to 55%. Off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Theo. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash T-H-E-O for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. What was the thing? Like, why were you all, do you, were you able to figure out why you were always looking towards the future? Like what that was? Like how that started or anything inside Probably of Probably because my present was always horrible growing up. Yeah. So it was always like, oh, I can't wait till I'm 18. I'll you know, get, get him one day. Here. Yeah. No, I'll get the fuck out of my house because mm. my house was a war zone, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I said, motherfuckers. So traumatic. Yeah, cooking crack, cooking da-da-da. So how can you be present? How can I be like, oh, yeah, this is so sick. I am so broke. Right. Uh, yeah, nobody loves me. And Tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was always oh. looking ahead, you know what I mean? And then now I'm like, oh, my God, my wife loves me my son loves me my fans love me this is it i can really soak this moment up. even right here I'm, I'm not even joking i'm not trying to sound extra bro this is so fucking cool i've wanted to do your show for like a long time thanks dude yeah man there's a couple there's a couple couple shows i have and when people that in just in general that i want to spend time with and uh, you know and and I'm, I'm glad that we could do this so thank you for having me oh thanks man um um was it yeah. so w with those receptors being weird from growing up with not being able to like because your receptors get closed down if people aren't loving you and that sort of thing right if things aren't proper if things aren't comfortable the receptors i think for accepting love and that sort of thing probably get kind of damaged as a child yeah were, are you able to feel that change once you had your own family once that, i mean did or has that also been like a work in progress because that was a work in progress because uh, my I, I i always was like one day i'm gonna have a family one day i'm gonna have a family and then i had my my the family that i do now and i realized holy shit 
you know, my best friends who were driving me to shows and are my best friends to this day, my producer who made all my beats, like these were my family this whole time. Mm. As I met these people, like really blood isn't like, it's crazy. You think, like even think about this, like I know it sounds so stupid, but my wife's parents, first of all, I hit the jackpot. They're fucking stoners and we smoke joints together. It's amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, they're the best. Anyway, but like they're my family, but we're not related. Like, isn't that weird to think? I mean, I'm not even being funny. I'm just saying like, there's no, we don't have the same blood. Right. But my son is like, that's my grandparents and that's my mom and that's my dad. Like even the premise of like a mother and a father, like a, a husband and wife, like obviously I know this sounds stupid. I'm setting you up. I'm giving you gold, but I'm saying like, they're not related. But like as a child, you look at it, you're like, this is our family. Like, ah. like it's so weird to process that these two people had a whole life before it fucked different people, all types, but they came together and it's just like, that's my parents, bro. I never had that shit. Right. I never had it. So then when I, you know, I meet my wife and then we have a baby and then I'm like, whoa, like this connection is a real thing. And e even the connection that I have like with other members of her family, like they really become my family and i'm like whoa that's weird because also even though i'm very close with a lot of them there's some that i'm not that close with but i'm so close with my homies i came up with so then i'm like well what is family it's a weird thing mm. and it, i'm still trying to process it that's the biggest thing i i'm, I'm really enjoying about my 30s mm -hmm. is the lack of like giving a fuck about external shit and being able to really just like live my life it, it, they say that I, I feel more comfortable truly in my skin than ever before. Cause I'll be, I'll do videos and I'll be all funny and stupid. Yeah. And I noticed shit, you being like kind of just yeah. becoming more your person, a personality, right? Yeah, for sure. Than uh, just sure. a, just a music or just seeing no, the, I know what you mean. the part of your personality that does music. I'm trying to be rap Seacrest motherfucker. Like I want to be like, I could easily see that. I want to be hip hop fucking Jimmy Fallon. Like that's what I want. I just, I don't know. And I'll still always make music, but this is it. Like I want to, you know, come back and do this shit. I want to go do other yeah. other shows. I want you to come fuck with me on my YouTube shit. Like I really just, I just want to make people laugh and have fun and and educate along the way. Just like you're doing. I mean, this is really great, man. For you to be able to crack an incest joke one second and then talk about serious mental health. It's like dope, man. You walk this really fine line, which is, you should be proud of yourself. Oh, thanks, I'm sucking man. this guy's dick right now, but it's true. Well, I can't <laughs> help it, but, you know, try to stay, be alive and be, you know, do my best to just be myself. It's hard a lot of times. Um, I'm kind of intrigued on what you, like, since you were saying if you didn't have a family and so you, I, it takes somebody like that to go through your experience to be able to make, but then you do something, you make music and beats that bring people together, which mm. is interesting. Yeah. Because it's so interesting that some something that would, somebody that didn't have something that brings, makes them feel together would then have the propensity, almost like a mirror or, flat, or an inverse of it, would be able to bring people together. It's really crazy how all that works. It's the craziest part is, is like, you know, I'm very, I'm very known for, you know, like I said, my positive lyrics, like uplifting lyrics, letting people know like it's going to be all right. Keep persevering. Keep fighting no matter what you're going through. But when I first was writing lyrics like that, it was to me. Mm. So because I didn't have anybody there, I didn't have family. I didn't have friends really to wow. articulate and be like, bro, you, you're OK. Like you'll get through. Like when my mom's half naked and all fucking bleeding and the cops are coming and 
dragging a bitch down the stairs and you know just the, just the wildest shit is happening nobody was there to say that so i'm writing these lyrics like don't worry whatever you're going through you'll get through it you know mm. don't worry you know uh whatever's troubling your mind in time you're gonna find that it. it's all like whatever like and i would just get this and it would it, it was just released and then over years like and then once i kind of started popping and when i say popping up really i mean fucking beyond underground like internet days of dat piff and free mixtapes and youtube and shit like the beginning of twitter and i started to see people be like man this song really resonated with me i was like what the fuck and that's another reason why i even created the 1-800 song because about suicide prevention is because so many people were like bro your music saved my life mm. i'm like what and they're like no for real like you're and then i did this tour for my second album where i uh, I got a tour bus and literally did a fan tour from California to New York, going to my fans' houses, eating dinner with them and their families, playing them my album early. And so many of them were saying, yo, your music saved my life. Wow. And they would go into detail about how and why. And then I was like, whoa, okay, this isn't just, whoa, this is crazy. And then that's when I decided to write the song 1-800 because I was like, if I selfishly was writing these records for me mm. and then they've affected you people to the point where what do you mean you people anyway to the point where you feel like i legitimately have affected you but i wasn't trying what could happen if i tried mm. and that's what happened and then congress wrote me a letter and was like it's, it's fucking statistics have proven that your your song has saved lives around the world which that's is wild. Yeah, it's crazy shit. that had to be bizarre what'd you do with the letter um, I, I got it. I'm trying to frame. I'm trying to frame it. I want to get it framed like a, a like a doctorate. Like you know, when you become a doctor and it's like on that like thick raised paper. Mm -hmm. I want that shit. That's one thing that gets hectic about like when your life gets busy is all the things you want to frame and haven't <laughs> framed yet. It's like it's kind of like I mean I know it sounds crazy. That's one of the toughest things. There's a pile of about four things at home that I want to frame, and Bro, one day I will. I got a lot of pictures too with people. Like I've been so blessed to meet so many people, and then I'll remember and I'll tell my assistant. I'm like, "Yo, find that picture of me and Stevie Wonder, <laughs> like for real." Or get to joining me and Kobe. Or hey, can you get the shit of the time I met Chappelle and he bought me a drink? Like I'll literally wow. just all these Sarah Silverman. Like, dude, I'm so lucky to like meet. Hey, bro, we're gonna take a picture after this. I'm framing it. Where the fuck gang, you think it's gang, going? Gang. Yeah, it's going to my house, bro. Do you um? So being black and white is that? That's got to be like the fucking coolest. I feel like, but is it scary <laughs> sometimes? Like, do you feel black and white, or do you just feel one thing? Mm. Damn, that's a good. I feel like me. I know that sounds cliche. I just I feel like me, but I do. Um. Like if you walk past like a barbecue spot, do you feel like part of you comes to the edge of your skin? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm There's, saying? No, like, it's do a you real feel thing. some cells kind of scoot over to and if you walk past like a um a cop, do you feel those same cells like kind of move oh, to the other 100%. side? Oh, 100%. Of skin? But the craziest part is is like cuz here here's here's a fact. Whether whether you fucking like logic or not, or whether you're like whatever, it's like for I don't give a shit. I'm not here to argue because you know there's people who's like, well, you don't, you'll never understand what it's like to walk down the street as a black man, and and I'm like, yo, all right, why don't you just shut the fuck up? Because you'll never understand what it's like to walk down the street as a black man in a white man's body, and and then wait, wait, let me shut the fuck up. Why are we arguing? Yeah, you're like Mrs. Doubtfire. But that's what I'm saying. Why are we? Hello. <laughs> Why are we arguing in the first place? What you what you're right. going through? I'm not denying what you're going through. Fuck all that shit. So for me, it's like yeah, it's a it's a crazy thing. Like it, yeah, and I love it. 
You know, motherfuckers used to always be like, oh, he you, you, you talks about this all the time. I'm like, so the fuck what, man? I don't give a fuck. I'm proud. I like it. You know what I mean? You look at motherfucker Twitter bio and their shit be like, black and proud, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm biracial. I'm proud. But I do feel, I definitely code switch a lot. You familiar with this term? Uh-uh. Code switching is like, if I was going into into like a fucking interview or some shit, I'm like, well, hello there, sir. Yes, I'd really like this job. I, I'd really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, excuse me. I have one call. Nigga, what the fuck, man? You got my shit? What the, you know what I mean? So it's like. That it, it is a part of you. It's, yeah. it, it's almost like you f- kind of feel like two, like two different people. But that's one thing in the culture as well. It's like any anybody who's of the culture who meets me, IRL, not you know, some bullshit. Anybody who fucking really meets me shakes my hand. They know what's up because right. it's not a thing. Why would it even be a thing? It's not a thing. It's only a thing on the internet. It's only a thing on the internet. Like I, I've never met anybody, and they're like, "No, you're not. You're not." <laughs> like I just, I've just, I'm because it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's like, I definitely love to let people know who I am. So yeah, when I meet somebody, if they're like, tell me about yourself. First thing out of my fucking mouth, black dad, white mom, da da da, grew up broke. It's just, it's, it's my fucking identity. There's no identity crisis. This is who the fuck I am. And I know. Well, it's also, it's a responsibility in a weird way. As you get older, it's like you become this piece of an important time when people are discussing stuff and they want to know what things feel like. And they want to know, like, you know, and some people, they don't know how to relate. Like, I like always was envious. I always was envious of black kids growing up. Like I grew up in like a half and half neighborhood, right? And I was real envious of black kids because, I mean, this may sound crazy, but I feel like they at least had an excuse for how people treated them and looked at them in a weird way. And it's not an excuse, but I understand they like, and then it was like, if you were poor and white, it was like, you just fucked up somehow. It was like, how, what the fuck? How did you fuck up? You know, like you didn't, that's like the white privilege thing, which I agree with. I think white privilege is and a there's always more real to thing. it. Exactly. There's always so much more to it. It's of like, course. you're just talking in like a specific moment, but I always was like, Man, I feel it was because I felt sometimes a similar way that some of my black friends felt. Yeah, but because you guys are of you're of the culture, bro. That's what I'm saying. Culture to me, when I say of the culture, I'm not talking about skin color. I'm not talking about none of that shit. It's like I grew up with Salvadorian kids and black kids and white kids and Asian homies, and we were all from the same place. We we talked the same, bro. There was white home. There was white people in our clique. And it'd be like 14 black dudes, three white guys, and then my biracial ass. And all, the white the white boys would say nigga. They do. Yeah. That's what they do. They would say it. Because the black dudes are like, hey, say that shit. Say yeah. you down. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. the internet. Well, they used is to a- spray paint it on my legs sometimes, I remember. <laughs> what? And I was like, this is fucking. What the fuck? I don't want it this bad. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a crazy thing, but that's what I mean. Of the culture, it's like right. you understand that plight of like, you know, uh, just well. I mean, did you grow up poor? Yeah, yeah. So then, growing up broke, and 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 longing for things and wanting, and then having that connection. So it's like, damn, you know, like I never had the PlayStation. Right. Like, I mean, I did like later, but I had like the like when everybody was on like the PS3 and shit. I finally got my PlayStation. Yeah. Type type shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's that's a big thing. I think. Um, all this fighting on the internet of what is this or that. Cause there's no like, there's no voice. There's no like ambassador of black people. Like, do you know what I mean? Or white people or this or Asian people. Like just cause one black dude or white guy or says something, it's like, they don't fucking speak for an entire race of people, yeah. let alone almost what you could consider like a denomination or just a, 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 a group 
of people in a specific place. Because also like racism in America is so different from racism in Europe or this or that or that. Or that. Like, they, you know, people have their different experiences with it in ways that we could never understand. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, I could never understand what it was like to be, what it's like to be something different than what I am. You of know, course. I could try in moments, you know. I think one thing that I envied about black, uh, and it was mostly guys that I knew. I didn't know a lot of black girls when I was a kid, but um, just their origin story. They had like an origin story. You know, it felt like they had like a history and a purpose and like- Sounds a, like we're talking about a fucking Marvel movie. What do you mean? But that's what it felt like. It was like, it was like if, I don't know, black, it just felt like they had like a, they were coming from a place. It was obvious that they were coming, like making- they had to make a comeback in a way. Oh, yeah. Right? No, no, that the, no. Oh, that the yeah, deck was yeah, stacked yeah. against them. That okay, was it. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Where is this going? Right. Yes, yeah, 100%. I mean, right. So they had like a fucking, like, they had like a thing that everybody knew that was obvious. And it was like, I think I always envied that a little bit. It was like, why? I feel Wait, some. Wait, why? Why would you envy? Because I feel some of these ways, but oh. I, nobody knows it by looking at me. I get it, but that's different. But once again, that isn't really so much of a race thing. Like, even though what you're talking about, yeah, that's like fucking 400 years of slavery and oppression and fucking, yeah, 100%. Like, that's some deep shit. But what you're talking about is like the plight of man, bro. Like, you came up with these people in your own way, though. You, you definitely don't have the same lineage or history right. that goes into a lot of emotion, confusion, need for education, you no. know, that black folk have about themselves. Um, and just, you know, whether it, it would be, uh, you know, someone in Latin culture as well, experiencing their own thing. So, but aren't you, what, what's your father? My father's from Nicaragua. Yeah, you're, and But you, I would get perceived mostly as white. You but know? I mean, aren't you biracial? Yeah, but I don't have a dual citizenship. You don't need a citizenship, motherfucker. DNA. What you talking about? DNA is your citizenship. Like you're, yeah. So you're I, mixed technically. Yeah. So was your father light skin? No, he was dark skin, kind of. Welcome to the club. Shit. What Crazy the fuck God, you mean? Dog. But that's what I mean. So you, but do you perceive yourself as white? No, people would call us like uh, my brother's real dark skin, and people would call us like. Uh, uh, like uh what do they call oh puerto ricans when i was growing up that was like the big thing that everybody called call y'all puerto rican yeah they didn't have any mexicans back then so for some reason people like <laughs> <Puerto laughs> that's ricans. how i thought about maryland there was like no mexicans and it's just a bunch of salvadorians yeah. and i was just eating papooses <laughs> all the time they're so fire but wait we had a group called whites against mexicans actually in our town for a little bit but we didn't have any mexicans so it was just like i think they kind of roughed up this chinese kid once. what the fuck okay but, wait a second hold on so how do you perceive yourself, or at least how did you growing up? Did you perceive yourself? Perceive myself as white, because I think my dad was so old, I was so embarrassed of anything to do with him that I didn't want to know about it or learn about it. You know, I mean, my dad grew up in a village where people would eat dirt. They didn't have anything to eat, and they would eat dirt and get sick and die all the time. I remember him telling me stuff about that, um, but I didn't care. I I think I rejected him so much in a weird way because he was so much older. That it was every time he was around, even though I longed to like kind of know him more, I think it was so embarrassing once I kind of became like of age where I knew what my friends, the looks on their faces. Isn't or that whatever. so annoying too? Like, oh, no, horrible. but not even fuck those kids, but just you that right. you were so young 
And like, it's almost like, imagine uh, not to. Right. But, but if uh, I could be me now, exactly. then and I would accept all and, the, and just talk about all the things that you could learn, but it's all good. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's life. And, and that, that's where you, uh, where you stood and yeah. you were a kid, you were being normal though. It's not like you were like some piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, you were just like dead. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it was right. It was normal. Yeah. It was like, dad, drop me off around the block. Like, don't, don't pull up. So I get that. Um, they had, what was that? Did you see the thing they had? Zach, if you can pull it up, it was about, they just had some kids that got in trouble. They had a Salvadorian caretaker. Do you know the thing I'm talking about in Miami? The second graders, it was a blackface incident that they had. What the what? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about this before. Or two, or what is it, two-year-olds? Yeah, so there's a Miami preschool. It's kind of getting some flack because they put two-year-olds in, like, blackface for Black History Month. What? At least see. they gave them jobs and shit, though. I mean, damn, what the Yo, you're kidding. No, but here's what happened. There's a Salvadorian. Can you find... The people that run this preschool in Miami are from... Argentina. So they don't know the culture here as much. Oh, right? understood. So this was Black History Month. So they were just, so they had these kids and they, some of the white kids, they wanted them to be able to be black. And oh. so. And then you got these little innocent little kids that don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. Well, the crazy thing is they blurred the kid's face out. Like, oh, yeah. Geez. Like that's going to make it different. That makes it look even worse. I know. It makes it look even worse. It looks like 8 bit <laughs> fucking. Yo, that's, that's wild. Only blackface I've ever really. Personally, experience um, is this Rolex I got. Oh, yeah. gang, yeah, gang. this shit is dope. Yeah, it's actually in Japanese kanji too, which is uh, which is a vibe. Is that a? Uh, let me see. It's from Tokyo. Oh, dang, that's nice, huh? And is that stone inside of it? What do you mean? What's in the inside of it? Oh, you mean like what is the what is it the black yeah. shit made out of? I don't know. It might be onyx or something. I don't fucking know. Because this show, yeah, because well, the um, yeah, the blackface stuff comes from like minstrel shows. They had like. I think it was like 200, 150 years ago, they had like shows where they wouldn't let black performers perform. Mm. So they made them, so they made white people, they had them put black stuff on their face, right? So I think that's where a lot of the, obviously the origins of people being against it, you know, that it makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, but bro, I just wonder if at a certain point, like if it's a two-year-old kid, what the fuck does he, you know, and it's like. Yeah, but but a two-year-old kid ain't applying blackface to himself. <laughs> right, that's true. That's There's true, an adult true. doing that. Like, let's just be real. No, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck? First of all, where, yeah, that's true, where, where does this kid have accent, access to paint or shoe polish? Like they was doing back in the day. Like where, like it's no, this is, this is an adult. Now this specific thing, it's like, oh, okay. They were, it was like a Latin yeah, situation. They didn't, know. they didn't know. Like it is what it is. You know what I mean? But. Besides that, do you think there will ever be a time where it's like, say, a kid who loves, you know, Derrick Rose is his favorite athlete. He's an eight year old. He can he can put on makeup if he wants. He can darken up a little bit or urban out a little bit to go out trick or treating. You to know what? Or he can like to urban out. I mean, he can get like a, urban out. I mean, I don't know yo, I'm about like, to okay. urban out right no, now. I'm just yo, you got where's the shoe polish? Let's yeah. urban out. What the fuck? I don't know. I'm just saying. Do you? Think, no. Okay. Of course not. You can't fucking. What the fuck kind of shit is that? You can't do that shit, man. Now it, the difference is though. It's like if you're Robert Downey Jr. I think that shit's hilarious. Like if you're if you're a fucking actor, it's a gig. It's a job. It's a bit. You know, you're fucking Chappelle. You're the, you're like, what? Like, it's fucking, yeah, if this is what you do, right. you know what I mean? Because I'm going to be real, bro. Like, like comedians, I feel like 
I don't even. Yep, there it is. There it goes. Now, don't get me wrong. That's the most racist shit ever. But that's why it's fucking hilarious. Let's right. just be real. Anybody who's watched Tropic Thunder, it's like you got to understand they're ma actually making fun of the racism of Hollywood at the time by casting a white guy to play a black guy who's really another guy and a guy with another guy. Yeah. Survive. <laughs> Survive. Like, and that's just like, man, when I was 18 years old and I watched that, I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Right. Um, but it's, I believe that the shit was done right. It was tasteful. It was this, it was, it was, I mean, even when there's a moment in the movie when he's like, a, a white character is talking to him as he's in blackface and he's like, something, something, you people. And he's like, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> and then, the, and then the black homie who's the actor, he's like, what the fuck do you mean, you people? <laughs> That's funny, bro. That's yeah. funny. And so question for you as a comedian, mm -hmm. like, where do we draw the line? Because I, I feel like shit's easing up a bit. And I think I think with the it, I know we all know where it started. Harvey Weinstein, Me Too movement, cancel culture. Like it became this crazy, almost overcorrection. But I'm happy it happened just because like there's a lot of shit pieces of shit in the industry that were getting a, a, away with a lot of stuff. Now there's a big difference between like oh, I made a little mistake or da 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 or whatever, and then just like straight up rape and things like that. So it was I think it was really good that that, that happened but then you know, yeah 100%. It was it was incredible that these women were given a voice and given power and, and you know taking back power that was essentially stripped from them which is disgusting. And that's something I've dealt uh seen the women in my life deal with personally. So yeah. I, I got that. Now fast forward, you know, a couple of years that and then you're just making jokes and shit. Like I saw this one girl, they was trying to cancel this girl in high school, I was watching it. You know, H3, H3, you ever, yeah, it's like- Yeah, uh, Ethan Klein? Yeah, Ethan. So yeah. like Ethan did this, not bit, but you know, you know, and he did this thing where he's talking about this, this little white girl who's wearing a, like a kimono prom dress. And then everybody's like, that's cultural appropriation. Like this girl's not allowed to wear a kimono. She's not Japanese. Like all this shit, right? And I was just like, God damn, this is fucking crazy. Cause I'm like wearing a, I'm like wearing a fucking kimono watching this shit. Cause I, <laughs> cause I went to J Japan. And I'm fucking right. doing an album in Japan and I'm like wearing my shit. You know, I think I'm turning in Japanese. Like I'm fucking vibing it over there and I'm supporting the economy. I'm buying, it's a fucking little Japanese woman who's like, you know, have the Dominicato gozaimasu. Have this. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's dope. Does that mean I'm culturally, what the fuck? Like, right. I don't know. Now, this is a hot take, but I'm just simply saying, that's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she, it wasn't like she was like straight traditional, even, even then though, but it was just like, she was just like wearing a cute little, a little thing. And they was just trying to destroy this, this girl. So as a comedian, how do you feel when people be really like, did you see what happened to, you know, Troy Bond? You know who Troy Bond is? Uh-uh, bring him up. Zach. Yo, you don't know Troy Bond? Troy Bond? Yo, okay. First of all, Troy Bond is the future of comedy. Is he really? He this kid, yeah. Quote tweet, quote tweet this motherfucker. He's on he's on TikTok. He's incredible. And if you go to it, you might be able to see it here. Uh, at Troy least, Bond. If you go to his, yeah, keep scrolling down. You should. It's oh fuck. I feel like I met him before. It, and he's a gay gentleman. No, he's not gay. <laughs> but uh, he 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 does refer to himself as a uh, Puerto Rican lesbian. Oh, um, but he's actually black and white. <laughs> he he made a joke about how he looks like. Looks like that. Uh, yeah, he, he looks like that killer. Remember who? Jeffrey Dunn? Ronnie Rodriguez oh. or whatever. Oh, the fucking um, yeah. What was that guy? The guy? The fucking? You talking about the dude? Oh, Zodiac? No, not the Zodiac. The fucking. I think it's Ronnie Rodriguez. Who? How do we it? go from Troy Bond to Ronnie Rodriguez? Dude, somebody's got to kill, bro. I'll tell you this. They uh, yeah. What the fuck? 
No, that's not. You're no, thinking no, him, Ramirez, dude. Ramirez, Ronnie Ramirez. You're thinking yeah. of Ramirez, the fucking whatever. Ronnie Ramirez, the Zodiac salesman or whatever. But listen, so if you, I don't know if you have TikTok up there, if you can go to TikTok or if somebody can try to get you this clip, because I think it's really important that you show it on the All show. Right, let's see it. And the reason is, is because, so he's black and white, okay. but I'm going to be honest. He he looks like he could he could be white or something else or, you know, he's kind of like yourself. like Ambiguous. He, he could, yeah. And so he's doing this um this great set mm-hmm. we'll find it we'll find it he's doing this great set uh-huh. and this girl screams at him and she's like that's so fucking racist blah 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 and she doesn't even know yeah that he's that he's mixed you get a lot of that in clubs these days so i'm just like why the fuck would you go to the club to a comedy show mm-hmm. You see the bill. You know pretty much who's going to be there that night, who's got time. You know, I've only ever been to a, a comedy club once. We'll talk about that in a bit. But what is that like for Well, you? I think this is what's happened. I think this is what's happened. I think you have – I don't think you have as much racism in the world as you did 25 years ago. I really don't. I think what you have these days, you have a lot of division that happens from people like online. You have a lot of people that have marketed – the past, and it's great to be reminded by the past, undeniably, right? We still have a lot of recovering to do from the past. I think some cultures, even genetically, they have to, it it will take time for their DNA to heal from Mm -hmm. traumas of the past, no doubt. But I think now you get a lot of the past marketed, like packaged into clips, into like movies where you're constantly reminded of, of like, the fucked up things of the past to the point where some people that just becomes their identity now. So they don't have any real like human connection to it. They just have this sort of like, it's almost like, I don't want to say it's an educational connection, but it's just like, Oh, I see this. That's racist. There's no, Mm. I don't have any texture to it. There's no like history to it for me. It's just something that I see now online and I know that that's supposed but to be But what's racist. also crazy to me is the is the hit when there is history tied. So for example, I wrote this movie script a couple of years ago called Jerry about a homeless comedian who mm-hmm. tells uh, jokes on Venice for a dollar. Okay. And one night he's he's telling stand-up jokes, all types of jokes. He's telling black jokes, white jokes, gay jokes. It's just be he's just being funny. He's being himself. Okay, Jerry. And he makes a joke about i forget it now but it's something along the lines of like oh man could you imagine if like a south central um blood had leukemia mm-hmm. he would be like the illest uh blood of all time because it's a blood condition anyway it's oh, a lot yeah. funnier with the way that i wrote it and in this in the uh in the crowd <laughs> in, it took me a second yeah in the crowd um this woman who was laughing hysterically stops and starts heckling the man heckling the man heckling the man and then she's just like how could you possibly say that and he doesn't even argue with her and his manager mike um which is the character i'd like to play uh is like dude why didn't you say anything to that woman and he goes, you know, a lot of people tend to be hypocrites. She, she, she's a white, middle-aged white lady. She wants to laugh at black jokes. She wants to, she's straight. She wants to laugh at gay jokes. He's like, it's very apparent. It's either her, her mom, her dad. Somebody died of, of, of a blood disease, bro. Mm. It was this, that. And, and it was just really cool because I've taken my own experience when writing that about what triggers people and what I've seen trigger people. And I just think it's really kind of annoying that, People like to pick and choose. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's like it's almost like if, if somebody was to make a Parkinson's joke. You know, I actually I made I made a joke um 
I, I, I had a my my. You, have, you don't have, you don't have Parkinson's. I don't, but I'll tell you I'll tell you something. It's actually wild. So uh, a gentleman named Chewy does all my tattoos. I met him through Travis. I saw Parker. him on your uh, Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he asked me to give him a tattoo. So he did that Metal Gear Solid when it took about yeah, six or seven hours. Exactly. He spent his time. Fucking guy. You spent your time. You care. You just looked at it. That was a cool him. one, actually. It reminded me of that game, too. Go Thank on. you. I love that game. So Wu-Tang, I have a Wu-Tang um, tattoo right here. And he was like, oh, I want you to give me a Wu-Tang tattoo. And this was like five years ago. And I jokingly, I'm like, y'all don't want to see that shit. It looks like Michael J. Fox did it. Because <laughs> it's all squiggly and fucked Oh, yeah, up. bad off. But I go, I go, don't worry. I can make that joke. It's kind of like saying the N-word. <laughs> and I was like, because I'm black. <laughs> and I said, because I have dystonia. So uh, dystonia, I, I have cervical dystonia. I don't have a cervix. Cervical is, uh, it's your neck. And basically my head shakes like this. Really? Yeah, it goes like this. Well, like, you got that remix in oh, you. Oh, you got that rip, rip, rip. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And so um, I have to go get Botox injections in my neck. No. Yeah, deep in my neck. It's, it's why my neck Fuck, looks like such a young, bad hurt. bitch. No, they go deep in there. It's why Botox was invented. And so they go all the way in to weaken the muscle because my muscle, I know, bro, it's fucking crap. Did they put you down when you do it? No, I do it I do it every three months. I'm supposed to, I'm, like my shit right now. You're like running I, behind, huh? Yeah, it's shaking a little bit now. So I, I got to do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> you need to get over there, dude. But what I'm saying is, it's like, bro, people die of Parkinson's disease. You know, Ryan Reynolds' father passed away. Like he had to experience that. So it's like, when I make a joke like that, um, I think it's really how it's just it's just how you do it. Like that's a man's pain, bro. You know what I mean? We all right. love Michael J. Fox. It's fucking Michael McFly, man. It's Marty. Like we love Michael J. Oh, Fox. Yeah. I love Michael J. Fox. And in no way would I ever try to hurt somebody. This or that. It. That's honestly my pain. That's like me. Like the fact that if I didn't have these shots in me right now, or even my thumbs, mm -hmm. my thumbs fucking shake. Like it's these things that that are insecure and, and that give me emotional pain and sometimes physical pain. And in a way, I used comedy in that moment to like cope and with a man that I can relate to, to some degree, not to that degree, obviously. And I just think it's kind of crazy that if you're a good comedian, no, if you're a fucking great comedian, you use pain uh -huh. and you use trauma such as Chappelle and your prior and so many great people to talk about the hard things. And so I think I love Chappelle because no matter what, these motherfuckers got hot takes. Like I did it. I love great comedians because they will shit on black people, white people, Asian people, straight people, gay people, Chinese, chi every da, 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 every, and they have us all laughing with oh, and yeah. at each other. Like it's fun. It used to be like that, bro. I mean, it, it is with it's like with that. cats like you and who step out and they're like, "Fuck that!" and you say what you want because, like, the thing is, is like. I love Chappelle and I feel like the motherfucker's like damn near uncancelable. I used to think Kanye was uncancelable. <laughs> I really believed it until Kanye and I love Kanye. You know, it's just like, yo, he's mentally, he's ill, you know? And it's like, I literally was like, there's nothing. He was wearing a, a white lives matter t-shirts. I'm like, there's nothing Kanye West yeah. can do. And he, he did snorkeling. He did there's pictures of him snorkeling. He did the two things that you don't, do one of two one of two he didn't do the two things he did one of two things that you don't do that could get you canceled sex shit that you shouldn't be doing whether it's underage or this or da, da, da. he did that no he didn't do that oh i said one of two so don't miss fucking quote me now okay or fucking be racist and he's, he's but he was racing against Jews. That's what really got him canceled. No, I know hundred percent, but I'm still saying he tried every other race to be racist against. I feel like yeah, but I'm just and no, it didn't no, take. no, 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 no. I I think the the um, one there is something to be said about yeah. It's just like bro, that's a group of people just in general that are fucking 
they they are killing it in Hollywood. Like you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's just a real in a in a, in a great way. Cool, whatever. Fuck it. Good for them. Yeah. But like, why would you say not even that? Take that shit out of it, right? Okay. Bro, you talking about you know Hitler was kind of cool. <laughs> right. I think there's something he got addicted to something about pushing buttons. I think yes, that's what it was. I agree. I mean, from the hat to all this other shit. And it's like, whatever, man, it's cool. But I just that was a sad thing. That was like such a hard thing to see because I'm just like, man, that's one that's the one thing. Like legitimate like hate. Like hate, hate speech, hate this, hate that. It's like, bro, you could have pretty much said anything, but you you backed Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't do that. Yeah, you can't back Hitler, dude. I mean, even if he, you know, ever you know. Yeah, you cannot do it. Yeah, it's Hitler. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Hitler. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, there's like four guys you can't back. Hitler, Satan, <laughs> yeah. Weinstein, yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely that. And, uh, and I don't know who else. Maybe that Wiley Coyote guy, whichever one's the bad one on that. Um, I love it. But yeah, I think that that was crazy. But here's one thing that happened with the Kanye thing that also got weird is like, if he's mentally unwell, right? Do you think he's mentally unwell? Yes. Right. So at a certain I don't point, think he's fucking I don't think he's crazy. Right. He may be manic. Think, he may have some different issues. I think, yeah, I think he's bipolar and I think he's but he's mentally unwell. I don't think he's like fucking crazy. Like I'm not writing my man off. I love this dude. He's changed my life. Like, yeah. I never even met him. You know, so anyway, please. I just want to make that very clear. Like I'm not hot take just trying to use Kanye's name for nah. fucking TikTok. Like Oh, I think, yeah. I yeah. wish Rihanna would have brought him out at halftime. I think that would have been, been crazy. Awesome. Wouldn't it have? Yeah, but you know her folks were like, mm-mm. Also, it's just like, he is that where, where he really needs to be right now? On Probably stage not. in front of the entire world? Right, but, but that's exactly goes into my point I was going to make is that, or that I was going to bring up is that at what point should the media stop putting some dude out there if they know he's mentally unwell? The same media that has run in advertisements for like, people are mentally unwell, get help, get help. And then they're taking somebody, even if that guy's making a clown of himself, right? Mm -hmm. If you know in your heart that part of him is not well and you continue to publicize him every day, every moment, everything he says, like that's kind of sick. It is. But that's our culture. That's what we live in, man. You know, we love to see I, I, I've even had it at a, at a different scale, of course, but like just my rise, like I was the underground un underdog. Everybody wants that fucking underdog to win. And then when they win, it's like, oh, he's killing it, killing it. But like. They want you to fall. Yeah. They really do. It's and like then, a movie. And, it only works like that. Yeah. And I've fallen, but it's almost like perception. Like, have I really fallen? Like, I'm fucking, I've made good investments monetarily. You have a you know? family. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but there is a thing where it's like, oh, he's whack now, you know? And it's like, oh, Logic's whack. And then you drop another album and they're like, Logic's back. Yeah. <laughs> Logic's whack. Logic's back. <laughs> and then I'm just, like, uh, and this is where I've, finally found this place where i'm like i give a fuck logic's rich right. and happy <laughs> like that that's all that matters um i could talk to you all day and i want to talk pee. to you all day i gotta pee all right let's pee and we'll come back and do another half hour all right oh man yo how about pee drips oh fuck i feel like i used to shake it i don't want anymore i keep it i just let it go right into the pant nah man i gotta shake it a little bit but yeah, yeah you're right you're right it's just annoying but whatever pee drips it's like Anyway, I. How much do you sleep? Do you are you able to sleep fully through the night, or you got to get up and pee? Well, oh, I pee. I get up every night, hundred percent. Wow, every night. Yeah, because I'm hydrated. Like I love, I, I drink a lot of water, and I used to. I mean, I'm at the tail end of college. Cause, well, I never went to college, but I also. I, <laughs> yeah, then that's the total <laughs> attitude of someone who never went to college. Yeah, I just, I'm at the tail end. Of college, I, I just bro. mean like. 
Drinking? What the fuck? I've Alco- heard that statement in my life. <laughs> alcohol Dude, 33, wise. he's like, I'm at the tail end of college, <laughs> bro. Like, about time, bro. Yeah, I never drank, really, or smoked. Really? Yeah, my whole life until I was like 27, 28. What? So was that because your parents were addicts, you think? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Without without doubt. Wow. And then, because um, I was like, I, I can't let this fuck me up. Like, literally, my friends would be like, man, just hit the weed. I actually just released the... Um, a video yesterday about this it's like an anime that is kind of a part of a trailer for this album college park that's mm-hmm. dropping and anyway uh so i was just so scared that it would affect that and then when i made that 30 million i was like well i did it let's do coke no i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> no i was like i did it okay cool and then i just i started to enjoy uh all i, I don't do anything hard and i don't judge anybody who does but i do uh i just i love scotch and i love uh i love weed and i just started doing that and then tw- I did it pretty pretty good. And then like 2020, like through COVID, oh, I was getting fucking wrecked. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to do. I had my baby and whatever. But I was like just hung over all the time for like two years. I was like perpetually hung over because I never yeah. did it. I never, I never did it. I finally did it. But it wasn't like, bro, I actually have a song in this album, you know, and I go, uh, you know, I wake up seven days a week and get the job done. You know, you know, I'm always there for my wife and my son. But at the end of the day, I love to pour one more like two, but occasionally three. And it scares me not because I have a problem. I'm the type of person, if there's an issue, then I'm gonna solve them. It's more like seeing how this shit has destroyed life. I look at my mom, I look at my dad and it's just, it's, it's a, it's a crazy thing, man. So I saw that. Um, and I, I do, I get, I get the job done. I did my thing. But now I'm just, I'm at the tail end of it because I, yeah, I just, and and I say this to say like my whole sleep schedule's changed because just as a musician, I used to be up till 530 in the morning, wake up at 1 p.m. I was in in bed with my wife the other day and it was two Mm -hmm. and I was like, dude, if this was two years ago, it'd be 11 p.m. for me right now. It was two, it was 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And so, yeah. When you made the 30 million, what was they bought your catalog? No, that was a deal that I did. I did a long-term- A touring uh, deal? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, I re-upped with my Def Jam, with Def Jam, because mm-hmm. now I'm independent, mm-hmm. but I re-upped with Def Jam and they gave me some nice M's as well. So, and it was all like within a, a week of each other. Oh. Yeah, which is crazy. Did you get one eight ball even? <laughs> no. Yeah, I've, n- I've never done, I've never done Coke. Really? I've never done anything hard. My God, boy, I'll fucking do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I will if you need somebody to just tag me in, dude. So wait, are you sober? Yeah, I got ten months right now. Wow. So is it hard? What's hard for me is if I think about women. Sometimes that's my trigger. It's women. It's affection. That's my trigger. That would make me do drugs. And I don't drink because I'm afraid I might. I would buy cocaine. I don't have a drinking problem. I don't even like drinking. I don't like peeing that much. It's. (laughs) I don't. It's so dumb. Oh my god! I yeah, like how it feels seal. a little bit because it feels almost kind of like not homoerotic, but I feel like it's like <laughs> you're wild. It almost feels like kind of like pervy, like you're making your own weather, and it feels like you're touching your wiener at the same time or whatever. All right. But I don't think it like I don't like it doesn't. Uh, it bores me after a while. It's like I don't want to be doing this. I would rather do something else that I haven't done. before. Honestly, that's how I feel because I quit. I, I smoked cigarettes since I was eleven. And I smoke cigarettes. What, yeah, yeah, I smoke cigarettes from That's eleven. That's the Baltimore national anthem, isn't it? Smoking fucking cigarettes. When Newports, you're 11? Newports at that. Oh, dude, up, I would smoke bro. cigarettes with my fucking mom. Glass long Bobby. Over I would smoke here, cigarettes dog. with my mother. Dang, I remember when I was bro. I was eleven years old, and I was like, I was. I'll never forget this. I was watching Fresh Prince, 
and I'm sitting on the carpet, it's dirt, dusty ass carpet. There's two roaches fucking each other. Oh, My mom's yeah. in the in the kitchen making you know bologna and shit, and I'm like, mom, I got to tell you something. She's like, what? And I'm like, you're not gonna like it. And she's like, oh my god, did you get someone pregnant? And I'm shooting ghost loads. I'm <laughs> yeah. 11. It's like no. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, no. And she's like, did you? Did, are you in trouble with the police? And I was like, no. She was like, are you doing drugs? I'm like, no. And she's like, oh my god, <laughs> what's next? Are you smoking cigarettes? <laughs> and I'm and I'm like, bitch, you smoke. What the fuck? So she's like, yeah. And then a week later, like, and what she didn't know, and I told her this, I was like, bitch, for like the last like year, as we've been walking to the bus stop, I just you flick your shit and I just grab, grab it. it. So oh, that's smoking. hilarious. Yeah, and then we would smoke together. Anyway, so I did that for what a great scene in a movie or something. You're seeing a young kid walk his mom. She's not even paying attention to him. She's yeah. in her own world. She flicks a cigarette. He fucking grabs it. He just continues. I need to, I should to put her. that in something. Um. Yeah, so I smoked till I was 25, and then I quit for three years. Like a secondhand son, you know? Secondhand Um, And then I quit last year, because I, I then did the vapes. And you were smoking real sick when you got into vapes, huh? I got into vapes, so I, I quit at 25 for three years, and then at 28, I got into vapes because of my buddy Schwai, fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. and, then, um, and then last year, I went on tour with Wiz Khalifa, mm -hmm. and I was like... I can't fucking be smoking. I got to stop. So I did it cold turkey and bro, I was like sweating bullets. Yeah, it's so And hard. fucking like jolting out of bed, like yeah. jolting out of sleep. It was, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. But it's like destroyed my anxiety. Like all that nicotine, I didn't realize how much anxiety it was giving me that. And then on top of fucking being hungover. And then so once I just really kicked back on the, on the alcohol, stopped the nicotine and just smoked a hell of a lot more weight, I just feel... Great. I fucking ran two miles today before I got here. Nice, dude. I've just been, yeah. I been did some yoga before I came today. Vibe. I need to stretch. But I do think that, yeah, that nicotine's so bad, brother. The hardest thing I've been having to do is quit vaping. This is why I brought this up was because we, you were talking about if you get drunk, you might want to do an eight ball or something like that. Because yeah. it's like, ah, oh, that those inhibitions kind of go out and you're like, fuck oh, yeah. it, let's go. That's how I feel. Bro, I was in the studio last night mm -hmm. and I was like, man, I kind of want to. I kind of want a cigarette. Like my friends are smoking cigarettes and everybody's vaping. My fucking new assistant, Jaden, he's he's just like- He's vaping? He's fucking vaping oh, and shit. Oh, I'm like, what the- fired. <laughs> no, no. But I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? And I stayed strong. Yeah. Because I remember the feeling of like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like this shit sucks. Where, you know where you just, whether it's cigarettes or vaping and you just do it and do it and do it. And then it's really just like, ugh, like I'm not getting that hit anymore. That thing. That yeah. I'm just doing, it's almost like I'm a fucking robot or something. The saddest thing for me to think about is when I leave here today, what choice am I going to make? Am I going to get in my car and stop at the vape shop? They don't even sell the ones I like anymore. So now I'm down to doing some like third string vape, some fucking... <laughs> You know, it's like, I, it's this vape would never start for any team, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to, but am I going to go buy that, you know, and get like muffin ice or some fucking shit? I'd almost rather smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Cause I'm going to hit it two times and all I'm going to do is I'm going to feel so bad about myself. How about when the juice is just like, you ever get the juice where it's like in your mouth and shit and it's gross? Yeah. You, did you ever jewel? No, I don't that, jewel. Oh, that was my shit. I used to fucking just uh, fucking jewel that shit. Yeah, jeweling's gross. No, jeweling was just fucking like crack, man. God. So good. I never but I'm glad I crack. I never smoked crack. You didn't. But, well, I mean, I'm a crack baby. <laughs> was one of your parents on crack when you were conceived? You think? Uh, yeah, I told you that they met at a crack house. Theo. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, cool, yeah. dude. That's so cool, man. I met a girl at a subway once, but not the same. But we both had a fucking little bit of sandwich in us, and she gave me a beige. 
you know? Um, yeah, right. What about, uh, <laughs> did you ever see any crack around the house or no? Yeah, of course, bro. Really? Uh, yeah, my, uh, one of my, my, wow. yeah, my sister's, uh, bruh, no, my sister's boyfriend at the time showed me how to cook crack in the house. What do you do? Like, how do you make a good crack? I'm gonna be honest, bro. This was like 10 years ago. It was one time. He just had the shit on the stove. He had the actual, he, he had the Coke and he fucking mixed it with some shit and some fucking baking powder and put it on the thing. He was like, okay, now grab the fucking, it was like in a jar, in a mason jar. He's like, okay, grab that shit. And he like gave me these like mittens and I put the mittens on. He's like, now pour it and do all this fucking wow. shit. And, and meanwhile, we're not wearing masks or anything. And this fucking yeah, shit. You're, not a mask. you're in a crack house. Dude. <laughs> this, this is an MIT, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then it's like billowing upstairs through the oh, vents yeah. where there's like little children sleeping yeah i'd be up there sleeping with them yeah not with them but oh a, shit i'd be in a crib up there for chill, sure dude chill, bro. god that's gotta be nice i uh <laughs> i never got to smoke crack man i always wanted to isn't that crazy um i always wanted what do you to mean you never got to you this you sound like you sound like me talking about the grammys like <laughs> i got nominated i went there i fucking lost to bruno mars I never did it, but uh, I like really wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What? I feel like that would, yeah, I would, you know, you always just imagine the fucking flame hitting around that rock and you being on the receiving end of it. It's like Leo in a fucking Wolf of Wall Street. You ever see that? He's like, yo, smoke this crack with me. He's like, all right, fuck it. And they do it. That's what it's like. Bro, I've seen my dad. I remember one of my, when my dad was 18 and now he's, he claims that since then he hasn't smoked crack. Okay. But. <laughs> I know he's definitely had some good, some good years where he's been he was clean, is clean. I don't fucking know, whatever. I still got a Texas motherfucker back. I got him on red, nigga mad. Is it weird not to communicate with him much? Let's see what he. Let's see what the last thing he said. Is it? I mean, yeah. Do you really feel like a connection to him, or do you have to create a connection with him? Whoa! This motherfucker just sent me the craziest picture of my. That y'all's family. I think so. Oh he just sent, God, he, he sent this to me with no fucking context. Yeah, that's whoa. What the fuck? Anyway, um, oh my God. Is he your grandfather? No, I think that's my fucking dad right there. That really light skinned motherfucker, light skinned looking motherfucker right there at the top. Yeah, all lashed out with that with the afro. Let me see that shit. Dang, I'm dude. Even, what the fuck? That guy looks like a uh, wolf on the bottom, right? <laughs> he does. Yeah, wow, whoa. dude, that's crazy. Let me. I'm gonna text him right now and be like, "What the fuck picture is this? Yeah, who what is this picture? It looks like the Jackson Seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, that's crazy, dude. I wish half my family was fucking black, dog. It's dope. It's a vibe. I really love it. Yeah, because it would seem like, man, let's see what's going on in here. Yeah, culturally, it's really cool, man. It's like a, I, I love, I love being black. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. And dude, I remember we'd go to black funerals, dog. God. It was just fucking. Should be jumping. Oh, it sucks and it's hard. And afterward, everybody's turning the fuck I'd be up, hugging some big black. I don't even fucking know where brothers crying into her tits. Oh my god! Wait, what black funeral were you at? Just when I was growing up, a lot of people would die in our area, and they were black. And so we go to the funerals, and uh, it was just sad, you know. Like some kid shot himself in the head. Oh, that's deep. I hope it was. You know, I'm assuming closed casket. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure it was. I didn't. I don't think at that age I went up there. That'd have been wild. But the other kid, this other kid, died on the bat playing basketball. What else? People were dying in our area a decent amount. 
Um, Question. Yeah. One kid got bit by a bat, I remember, and got some type of encephalitis. You're fucking joking. I swear to God. A kid got bit by a bat? Oh, yeah. Look up a bat disease. What is it? What is this? COVID? 20? No, this was a no. This was COVID old school. 20. This was bat to human direct. This wasn't this fucking <laughs> okay. roundabout through CNN. What is this? Shit. Rabies can spread. Okay, what? So he died of rabies. Bats after minor. Looks like it's rabies. Yeah, or whatever they call it. But how did he not go get checked? Oh, y'all are in the hood, right? Well, no, but he was getting checked. They didn't have fucking. They weren't getting checked then. There weren't. Yeah, people would pray over him, and somebody would, you know. Oh my god! Don't get me fucking started on that shit. My mom, she was so like insane religious like like she's so hypocritical she's like don't you take the lord's name in vain god damn it motherfucker <laughs> like that's my mom bro yeah, it's awesome, like <laughs> yeah. i love your reactions but um yeah no it, it's a it was a, it was a weird thing to say do you miss the anarchy of that kind of stuff of course not no i'm not fucking sick you know like sick people miss that shit and i was wow, and i had to i had to break that cycle mm. like Bro, there's times when my phone, like I, I, my phone's in, in in another room, and I'm just sitting somewhere, mm -hmm. and I'm alone. Like I'm talking to my wife, I'm hanging with my baby, I'm I'm on a call, I'm on this, I'm on that, and then everything stops, and I'm like, because I'm and and I have to tell myself, I grew up in such chaos that I find peace boring. Mm. That's fucked up. Like that's deep, and. I had to learn that. So when I think about like women I would date and there would be like drama and it's, you know, she's like, what the fuck? You don't know me. Like, what are you talking about? Like, all this yeah. shit. And I'm like, yes, bitch. Like, I'm so used yeah. to that. Cause my mom, like, man, I remember my mom threw this fucking crazy ass. Like it was like a, a, a metal container for pens and it sliced my stepdad's fucking skull open and his brains. And it was like the craziest shit. And then she got locked up and then I was living with him um, but he wouldn't let me leave and it was like the, the craziest shit and then oh man he had like desert eagles he'd be shooting at the cops and he fucking would take me on his Harley Davidson it's the craziest shit but between that and like fights and arguments I mean we had these fucking weirdos that were like the Manson family that like stayed with us and then they ended up killing their baby Ooh. and it was just like the wildest shit so oh, as I got dude. older you know when I'm meeting like Hey, my name's Samantha. Um, my right. parents are in law, and I'm like, bitch, you're too boring for me. I need some. Yeah. You, I need you to stab me, bitch. Beat yeah. me up, like you know what I mean. Like get that's, a fucking sword out of your car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's what I felt I needed, and then I had to break that cycle and realize, like, no, like that's just because of, that's how you grew up. But most people don't realize that. Like my sister, I, I won't say which one. <laughs> she gonna be mad as fuck. I'm talking to my sister one day, and she's like, she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, Bob. I'm seeing this guy. I think he's the one. I'm like, oh, word, for real? You know, she got like a bunch of kids, all different baby daddies. And I'm like, okay. So he's the one. She's like, yeah, he treats me so good. I love him, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's dope. How'd y'all meet? And she's like, well, actually, I've known him since I was like 15. Da, da, da. I'm like, damn, man, he sounds like a good dude. He's, he's treating you good? She's like, yeah. I'm like, what does he do? She's like, what? I'm like, what does he do for a living? What does he do? Oh, you know, he's... <laughs> Bitch, what? Speak up. What 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 does he do? She's like, oh, you know, he's just in life for prison for murder. I'm like, bitch, what? Like for real, bro. For real. I'm like, you wait, hold up. You found the one? She's like, yeah, we're gonna get married. He treats me so good. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Go to Starbucks, man. Why don't you get you a good man? And you know what she says to me? She goes, I just love thug niggas. Damn, bro. And I'm like, girl, I love you with all my heart, but you got to figure, you got to figure this shit out. Damn, Am I right, bro? And I'm like, damn, that's so deep. 
And she, but yeah, it's crazy. I love her though. She's, I mean, she's, sometimes she's you want to love something that can't love you, you know? If it's a, th you know, I think if sometimes thugs, no matter what, I mean, no matter who they are, yeah. I wonder if they have a tough time loving people, you know? Like, I wonder if that's what she means by that. Well, yeah, know? but also women will be like, yeah, they want to murder her, bro. I'm telling you, women <laughs> want to be fucking murdered, dog. And any woman that says she don't, man, I think she's on she's on one. Bro, I just never understand. They okay. love all the murder shows, you know. <laughs> oh, look at Tiffany got hacked up, and they'll be texting their friend, "Oh, that bitch," you know. <laughs> like, damn, bro, fucking R.I.P. Dog, Tiffany ain't even cold, and y'all fucking jealous. <laughs> Because her husband fucking worked for Cutco or whatever. Oh, my God. But it's crazy. People, they want that. They want a commitment from man, even if it's fucking. Yeah, but they also want to like, why Why bitches be wanting to change a man? Can we just talk about that? A bitch want to change a man and she she do it. Yeah. You know, he'd be like, he'd be like, whatever. And she's like, she could take a motherfucker and, and just change this about him. And yeah. she's like, if you want to be with me, you got to change this other thing, too. And he's like, all right, girl. And he's trying to better himself. And she's like, are right, you going to have to change that, too? And then a year goes by, he's a fucking brand new man. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. it's over. He's like, what, bitch? She's like, you changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. No. I'm she's like, why you got a top hat on? She's like, <laughs> looking like you, Mr. Peanut. Yeah, you fucking bought it for me. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah. How did you know when you met your wife that that was it, man? Was that hard? Was that a weird it thing? It was definitely hard. You know what I'm saying? My shit was. Because you were, I'm sure you were easy to date. Oh, I thought we was talking about my dick. Oh. <laughs> no, no, anyway. No, no. Um, uh, uh, truth be told, uh, how do you, yeah. How do I've, you know? Like this is. The I one found my wife. Me. I walked in uh, to a, a store three days after I got separated from my previous wife, and I saw this this girl, and I thought I thought she was like twenty four or something. I was twenty eight at the time. She was nineteen. I didn't know this. That's all and, right. And uh, yeah, and we had a. She she worked at a smoothie shop. Oh God, I fucking love that, bro. Boy. And she was grinding. She busting her ass. She's mm, in college. She's mm, doing all this other mm, shit. Mm. And um, yeah, man, she was really just super duper sweet. And I went back to the same smoothie shop every yeah. every every day for two weeks, and she wasn't there. Oh, and I was like writing music about her, like a fucking creep. And I was like, I was just like was so inspired. Like I don't know, she was just so beautiful. She was breathtaking. So I I go back every day mm. in the morning and in the night in case which shift Ooh. I don't know. And then I go, and I'm like befriending like all the, all, and there's a bunch of bad bitches that work there, and they all think I'm coming to see them. Oh, and, it's, and I'm like, crazy, I'm not coming bro. to see y'all hoes, like for real. And then like, <laughs> yo, it's crazy. Like, and I remember the manager was this gay dude, and he was leaving. Oh, and now so he I'm, trying to smash too. <laughs> no, but I bought, Everybody. I bought him some chocolates because he was leaving. Oh, I'm sure. So I was bro. like, I was just like, I'm gonna be the nicest motherfucker. I mean, I am a nice guy, right. but I was like, I'm gonna be extra. So she's hearing about me, right. and she was, and she, everybody thought. I was there to see like a different bitch, but like she didn't know. And then if she finally, bro, two weeks go by and I was like, all right, I'm giving up. I go there the one night and she wasn't there. And I was like, I got to take a piss. Oh. So I go take a piss. I walk out and I go to pay for my shit. And I just hear, Hey Bobby. And I turn around and it was this fucking angel. And I was like, Oh my God, this is it. And my heart was just beating out of my chest. Like, bro, yeah. like fucking crazy for real. And it's like, man, I'd gone through a lot, man. And I just fucking, I'm getting publicly divorced and just all this crazy shit. And it's just so difficult. And here's this like angel. And so I'm talking to her and she's so fucking cool. Did you have cool. a visor on? A what? Like a, uh, 
smooth, like some of a smoothie place to make Did you wear that she? visor. Yeah. Fuck no. She was looking bad as shit. Had her hair oh, all parted. Yeah. She wasn't looking stupid. Oh yeah. And then um, she's in fucking leggings and just. And I was like, oh my god, I'm talking to her. And then she's just so sweet and she's just talking to me. And oh. I'm telling her about things I have going on. She's like, that's so cool. You know, sometimes me and my god. boyfriend. No. And I was like, what? Fuck, bro. This sounds like a piece of shit. Yo, literally, I was like, yo, this fucking sucks, man. What the fuck? You got a boyfriend? But I didn't say it like that. I was like, oh. I was like, no way. That's so. <laughs> tight like what's his name what's his his fucking name bitch you better tell me his fucking name right now (laughs) like you can't even hear his name oh i don't know Uh, yeah Yeah. it's a a whole thing so she says this shit and then so then i come back i come back like a week or no a couple days later and i see her again and what happened and i i was just like I was just talking to her. I was like telling her about all these cool new things happening in my life. Oh yeah, definitely. And I was just like, man, like we should be friends. And she's like, like, we are friends. No, no. no." She was like, yeah, for sure. And I had this whole, you don't understand. Like, I'm not joking. Uh I like rehearsed for 48 hours, the whole conversation, how it was going to go, how I was going to get her number. Oh my God. And then play the long waiting game. Cause she was worth it. You know, like I was like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to wait. We're going to figure this out. So I had this whole thing and I was like, we should be friends. And then I start to do my spiel. She's like, yeah, I could just give you my number. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even have to do, I didn't have to do anything. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I get her number. And when did you text her, dude? I fucking texted her that night. What? I don't give a fuck. Dude, I'm, you're going to fuck no, it up. I put my dick on the table, bro. I'm not scared of shit. You be you 100% and they're either going to accept you and love you for who you are or they're fucking not. They're and not. That, and that's what I'm saying. No, that's a real, I mean, they're not for you, maybe. I, I, I yeah. have, you got to be yourself, bro. Like, be you in a fucking relationship. That's why it's so bullshit when two people get together on a fucking date. And they're not, they're lying. They're being the best. Like, I'll be on a first date. I'll be like, damn, bitch, yeah. I, just, I just ripped ass in the bathroom. Wow. I'm like, that's who I am. I'm like, me and my wife on our first date, I was like, I'm not in, in a weird way. I was just like, do you want children one day? Mm. She was like, yeah. I was like, oh, dope. Do you see yourself getting married? Da, da, da. I'm like, what's up? You super religious? She's like, no. I believe in something like an energy or something yeah, universe. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I ask those important questions because most people don't. And then five years fucking later, they're getting divorced because they never talked about them in the first place. Yeah. So anyway, I get and her number. Wife's fucking rubbing a gemstone on her vulva. <laughs> but yeah, they get weird like that. So dude, so you knew and how long after that did you get engaged? Well, the crazy thing is super duper long story short, I created this like fake release party for a, a mixtape called Bobby Tarantino 2 that just so happened to be on St. Patrick's Day but it was really basically The Great Gatsby are you familiar with The Great Gatsby yeah. so I created this whole party just to invite this bitch yeah, yep. with all her all her friends and then she ends up bringing her boyfriend no yeah it was crazy so she brings her boyfriend and the, the dude comes in and he's like oh Roger can I have a picture with you and immediately I was no like way. He's I was Swedish like, <laughs> Is that Swedish? Did I just do Sweden? I think so. No, Sweden's like this, yeah? Oh, or is that yeah. more German? I don't well, know. You Whatever, I'm not good with, with fucking... I, like, if I do an Irish, I say... When I do Irish, sound kind of Jamaican at the same time when I do Irishman. Yeah. Anyway, fucking whatever, bro. Love it! Long story short, she 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 didn't stay with that guy. Wow. They were how in, like, long did it take? And were you low-key flirting with her or what was happening? Um, I flirted with her, but she never flirted back. Wow, so that she was, was that was beautiful. Yeah, because I was like, bitch, I want to take you on a, on a private helicopter to San Diego and shit. <laughs> what, like, at the party, I'm like playing, <laughs> I'm playing pool. Murderer? I was like, I was, no, <laughs> I'm not like, what you mean murder? That's gangster. Yeah, I'm you're ta- right, my What bad, you talking dude. about? I wasn't like, yo, you want to go see my fucking <laughs> rathead collection? <laughs> the fuck? What you mean murderer? 
Hey, bitch, you want to go on a private jet? What the fuck? You're right. My bad, my bad. All right, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But yeah, I was definitely flirting with her a little bit, but I was respectful. I wasn't like, fuck this dweeb. Like, it wasn't like Right, that. right. And then she just like, I, I, they just- That happened. She just saw a man. I'm going to be real. She oh, was yeah. dating, no, she was dating a boy. They fucking went to high school together and shit. And then she saw a man and was like, what's good? And that's a, and it's a real thing. It's like, whatever. Eight months later, I w- we were engaged. Um, she was, she got- I knocked her up in like May. We were in Tokyo. Oh yeah. When I when I bought that uh, cultural appropriation kimono, mm-hmm. and um, and I knocked her up. We had a really bad fight, God, and then yeah. yeah, it was like so bad. It was like the worst fight we've ever really had. And then I shut that shit down. I was like, this is fucking stupid. We don't need to be doing this shit. We need to respect each other. And if we feel, don't let animosity build. Don't this. Don't that. But I told her the the, the real thing is she was pissed off because we were at some fucking club in Japan. Mm-hmm. Everybody's wasted and. Um, the the woman who who let us through the door, I was just like, oh, there's there's a pretty dress, because I'm just I'm a gentleman. Right. Like if I see a woman, and that's just from being raised around women, like oh, nice earrings. Like and my wife knows me; she gets it. Like, but you don't think you'd low key do it for some sort of a return? No, from never, never, no, yeah, no. especially okay. with women, because for me, women doesn't matter. Like she could be bad, she could be not what you would call, uh, you know, a bad bitch. Like you know what I mean? Right. Or whatever, just just a normal looking whatever the fuck. Right. I don't know, librarian. Now, Let's keep it 100. The bitch could be ugly or she could be fucking a supermodel. Okay. And I will be like, oh, I love your shoes. Or I'll be like, oh, right, damn. Right, yeah. I'll be like, what? Like your hat, like Yeah, your, your nails, are they gel? Is it gel? Is it acrylic? Right. Like, I don't give a shit. I just like- Like your arms. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so she just got mad that I, was, I said the bitch had a, a nice dress. Oh, uh, yeah. Women will get upset about that. And I was like, don't you ever bring that shit to me ever fucking again. Because wow. I was like, I would never fucking do that to you. I don't give a fuck. Like, this is not whatever. And it was so stupid. <laughs> and then we argued and I knocked her up. Yeah. And then we got married a I'll couple months later. I'll show you, huh? Yeah, I fucking showed her. Dude, if if I'm arguing with somebody, you got to fucking knock them up. <laughs> That's how most of us got in the world when you think about that. Yeah, I mean, look at my parents. Oh, yeah. They were high and on crack and angry and screaming. So you want kids? <laughs> well, they made a good creation, man. Do you want children? I do want some children, you know? And I start to get to the point where it's like, yeah, I definitely want to have some children. But also, you can't hurry love, man. You got, you know, I like this girl and it, it didn't work out. And then I was in this other relationship and I couldn't commit. And so I just got a... What if you got like the female equivalent of a sperm donor? What, what is it? I don't fucking know. A surrogate or some chick you could just knock up and be like, here, take my sperm. And you just, you select. Because women, they do this. They'll select. They'll be like, okay... He's got to be chocolate, six eight, fucking NBA player. Da da da, this that, whatever. And you can like pick what you want, and then that woman could have a, ch- a child herself. Mm. So you could do the same thing. You just get like some super bad, gorgeous woman. And what do you have to do? Drive? You have to do you do sex with them, or do you have to drive over there? Definitely not. I don't. I don't. I, it's it's a little more professional than that. You know what I mean? You're not. You're not. That's, that would be like the most expensive, craziest escort of all time. Yeah. It's like it's like a hundred grand, I think, to do something like that. To do what? To get somebody to have your child that you don't know. Really? In America, yeah. Wow. It's like 80 in Mexico, I think. I wouldn't But you got to go down there. That's going to cost you a couple G. I wouldn't sweat it because like you're already, you're still, you still have like 30 years on when your dad made you. That's a good call. So you got time. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like you got it. You're, you're well, my, my dad was 38 when my mother was born. 
Yeah, but that's it's just it was different times though. Not even that it was different times. Yeah, it's that's just true. it's just like, bro, who gives a shit? Wasn't somebody they they were upset with Billie Eilish and the guy from the neighborhood? I don't know if you heard about this. So yeah. Billie Eilish, you know, she's younger. They're like twelve years difference. Yeah, but so what? She's fucking of age. She can make her own decisions, and we don't know what the fuck we don't. We're not in on their text message that they could be fucking in love and happy. Yeah, who are we to say? Now I'd be different if like. She was 17 or, you know, he was like, I can't wait to knock the socks off that. Yeah. Type. That'd be a little weird. He's like, let me get that kitty cooter. Oh, no. Don't say that. If he's texting that kind of shit, then you got to go to jail. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, will you guys have any more children, do you think? Or what do you My plan? wife is currently pregnant with our- Oh, you yeah. got back in there? Yeah, with my second son. What? We're going to name him Leo. Really? Yeah, we're going to name him Leo because my best friend- So here's, a, here's actually super quick- the first thing I ever said to my wife was nice tattoo. And she had a tattoo here that spelled Noel with two L's. And she says, oh, it's in my grandmother's handwriting. It's her middle name. And I was like, holy shit. And both sets of her grandparents are in their high 80s, living alone, killing it. Probably still fucking. It's like, they're wow. killing it. Yeah, they're amazing. And um, so I actually um, got her mother's name, middle name, Grace, um, tattooed on me in her grandmother's name, which is really cool. But I say this to say that since her middle name is her grandmother's name, she wanted her her the second boy's middle name to be her father's name, middle name. Okay. So okay. Kurt David is my father-in-law. Mm -hmm. So our boy's name will be Leon David Hall, but Leon David is my best friend's name. Leon David Rusalem, who fucking let me sleep in his basement when I was homeless, didn't have anywhere to go. Wow. And almost a year to the day, I signed a Def Jam and we all moved to LA. God. So I named him after my best friend, Leon David. And it's cool because he's after my best friend, who also has the same middle name as my father-in-law. And yeah, we call him Liam. It's a perfect circle. Liam? Leo. Leo is a good name. Yeah, I like it. Um, Lady killer Leo, you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, he's got to probably be handsome if you're, you, I mean, you seem pretty handsome and your wife looks attractive that I saw her online. I seem handsome? Am I handsome or do I seem handsome? I think you seem handsome. As far as I'm going to go, dude. <laughs> you know? I, I think you're handsome. Plus times get tough, yeah. You're a handsome guy. All and right. you got great skin. You're handsome. Thanks, dude. You got great skin. Yeah, I'm just getting older though. That's the only thing, you know. But look at you. What is the fuck you talking about? You got great skin. You got Time comes and gets you. Look at your hair. Look at you. What are you Bad. talking about? You look good. You look great. Oh, dude, I look like a homeless stuffed in a non-homeless guy. Um, One thing that's interesting about you, I think you're, I think I love what you're doing, man. I love the fact that you're kind of like, you're not pivoting from music, but you're adding to your ability to perform with also people seeing more of your personality, hundred you know? percent, which I think is interesting, you know, especially coming from your own life and all the experiences you've had, I think. Some people, they only have what their music is, but you, there's so much, I mean, there's fuck, there's a lot to fucking unpack there. I mean, there's so many sentences you said during this chat that I could be like, well, what about this? What about this? So I think there's going to be a lot of like, um, just breadth of like, not only knowledge, but just like sharing of experiences that you've had or being able to relate to people. It's probably going to be a big part of your future, you know? So Thank I think you. it's cool, man, that people are getting to know you more yeah. and that you're allowing that to happen because I think, um, there's probably a need for that in the world, you know, because a lot of people don't have the experience that you've had, you know? Yeah, man. I just, I, I just, uh, I kind of see this as the, the second chapter of my career, you know, or second act, if you will, of my career. And yeah, the mu music is so therapeutic. I'll always do it. I love it. It's like, I, it's so easy for me to do it. You know, I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago and I made 37 beats in a day. Damn. 
on vacation. I woke up, was just in bed, and then played with my son, and then put him down for a nap and finished my 37 for the day. Like, I don't know. I just love it, and it's amazing. But this shit, I live on this. Because, like, I used to really be so jealous of comedians. Because I'm like, these fucking assholes, especially the greats. Oh, yeah. They go out on stage, they're themselves, and all they need is a fucking microphone. I got to go out there. And I got to have fucking lasers and big yeah. screens and kids Drum. on Molly in the back. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and that's why all my when I, when I do go out on tour, because I'm definitely touring for this, I'm stripping it down. I've been in arenas for like fucking six years. I don't want to fucking do arenas. I want to do theaters, three to 7,000 cap fucking theaters, yeah. simple backdrop that shittiest lighting show and it's gonna be about me as a fucking MC doing my thing but what I'm saying is here this being me uh, is the best thing I know how to do and be so even when I do rap there's still some personification of like yeah but I'm like logic the the rapper this is the side of me that's rapping or the side of me that's gotta be super like here I can just be I can be me I can be funny we can talk we can like do I can literally do this all fucking day right and, the fact that's letting me know that this is where my future is 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 going, especially on YouTube and social media. And I'm making a serious, serious investment. So for all my fans who are watching, let me just tell y'all, y'all spending fucking a fuck ton of money to do the YouTube and the green screen videos and the trap and all this other stuff. And and I, yeah, I love it's cool, it. man. I love it. I went to your channel, man. I watched a, f a few videos and I liked it. I was like, oh, I just feel like I'm getting to know him. Dope. It's engaging. It's different from the, you know, his history as a musician. And also I think it's like, um, you know, when you grow up in a place with, with a lot of chaos and a lot of like trying to kind of trauma, which is a buzzword that people use these days. But when you grow up in that environment, you don't really get a chance to settle down sometimes till you're, you're almost a late bloomer in some ways in life where you don't get a chance to kind of, you know, it takes a time for things to settle. It's like Michael Jackson. Imagine how Justin Bieber must feel. It's a real thing. Like for kids who never like really got to have a childhood, you know what I yeah. mean? And had a childhood in front of the whole world. Like, bro, think about some shit that you've done or said that you wouldn't even want to say publicly. Like that would totally get you canceled because you were just a normal human being who maybe said a wrong joke or this or that. Like as a kid. Like as kids, like we all say and do dumb shit. I don't give a fuck who you are. We're humans. Yeah. Well, they, there's two blackface kids, dude. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, but that's what I mean. It's like we've all done something. Yeah. That kid's two years old. Dude. <laughs> yeah, he's fucked. He's canceled. Yeah, yeah. He's canceled. He's two. You're canceled. They blurred his fucking face out. People, you think 20 years from now, people are gonna be like, are you little Eddie? Is this you? Like, what the fuck? I think it's really funny though how it's like a whole not bit i almost said bit we did the bit but it's like a whole uh thing on blackface but they don't show the blackface oh no like why would you blur it out <laughs> it's almost like asian porn yeah where you blur it's like what's the point oh they blur out the faces yeah oh i haven't seen that i mean yet. i guess maybe it's like because that's somebody's child like i don't know but it's it's just almost like hey here's here's a here's a write-up on this thing and then you go because you want to see it but you can't see you can't it see it how are you gonna see blackface when the face is blurred well, I mean, it's like, and also like at least, um, if the kids are going to do it, let them fucking do it. <laughs> or is that the right take or not? Maybe not. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say Definitely is, not. Oh, yeah, well, look, dude, fuck look. no. Well, one of them was a cop and one of them was a fucking construction worker. What do you mean? One of them? What does that mean? I'm just saying one of them. What? No. Them kids, I'm fucking with you, man. Um, dude, congrats on the new album. It comes out March uh, March, no, February 24th is February called 20. College Park. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it comes out February 24th. It's called College Park. 
Um, thanks so much, dude. Yeah, I'd love to chat again sometime. Yeah, for sure. I, it'd be cool, you know, come by every once in a while. Yeah. And I want to make my rounds too, man. Any any homies or different people that you know that you think it'd be fun to, to fuck what with them? What about Tiger Belly? Have you been on there? Mm -mm. Oh, no. yeah. I want to do it all, man. So like, let me know, you know? I want to fuck with whoever. I'll think of some great ones, man. All right, yo, make sure you check out Troy Bond. Okay. I'm telling you, man, the kid, he's really special. You know, it's almost like when I first fucking met... Uh, Pete Davidson, we used to hang all the time, and I just I was like, oh yeah, this dude's out of here type. Really, shit. it's that feeling, yeah. It just felt like he had just like a unique energy. Yeah, and he does, and he's so he's. I mean, like he says, he looks like a Puerto Rican lesbian. Like it's hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of people thought he was Brittany Griner. Remember a couple months ago, what? there was a lot of you bring that up. Honestly, Pete Davidson, Brittany Griner, dude. Brittany Griner was at the. I went to the golf this past weekend. I was in Phoenix. Brittany Griner was there. I had a chance to meet her, and I had to do something for a buddy, dude. I would have loved to be like, yo, what was, what's that like? Wait, this is a real thing? Oh, the yeah, this is happening. It's a doppelganger? Oh, it's totally in that one right there, though. Yeah, a lot of people when thought that that was Pete Davidson when they traded for Russia or whatever. <laughs> Dude, here's a crazy thing that I heard. What? From some, like, um, I was at, like, a party and they had some Israeli guys there. And they said that they, the reason Brittany Griner got busted or got, she was over there. There's, like, a Russian czar or whatever that pays women to come play basketball topless over there. And that's what she was doing over there in the first place. Because people, no one asked, like, what was she even doing in Russia in the first place? Uh. I don't know if that's true, but it was real interesting. But she just got a haircut. I almost got to meet her at the golf tournament. You have a favorite football team? I fucking hate sports. I'm trying to get into it. I just, I, oh, I fuck I, it, man. It's not that I hate it. It's just like, I've just fucking never, I mean, I love skateboarding. You know what I mean? Yeah, I that's used a to, sport. Yeah, I used to do that shit till I was like 20 years old. Like really? I, I was obsessed, yeah. I'm actually going to have dinner with Paul Rodriguez tonight. No. One of the greatest skateboarders of fucking all time. Yeah. I was, Actually, I was, do, I was doing this interview with this cat named Vic Blends. Uh-huh. And he- Yeah, dude, I see him. I follow him on TikTok. Yeah, he's super dope. And I did an interview with him and I won't, I won't, I won't give that away, but okay. it was, it was really, it was really special. And um, anyway, I ended up meeting Paul Rodriguez. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. dude well it sounds like you have a, a lot of new stuff going on in your life man thanks for coming in and sharing it with us man thanks for being so cool and um you know i'm i'm, I'm glad that you're sober thanks and, man yeah and yeah i feel pretty good about it it's a little bit yeah i feel like it's the only way i can do things now kind of well, what do you like, mean? I don't know if I was fucked up if I'd be able to do anything. Well, I mean, were you fucked up? I mean, look at you. No, you but it's just mask. always the fear of being that I don't Sounds know like if me. I go out what tomorrow, what it could be like tomorrow. I don't want to risk that I'm not going to be able to be here with you. I love how honest you are, man. And, and that's how I feel. I, 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 honesty is obviously I know we should be wrapping up here, but I just want to say like, how long had you done hard drugs? I think if somebody had something, I would do it. So I didn't go around a lot of people that had it, but if somebody had a little something on it, I would do it, you know? I met a dude at a laundromat one time and did some damn LSD, dude. What's, left all my fucking clothes in there and fucking left. What's your What's your drug of choice? Probably cocaine. Yeah? I would say What probably. does it feel like? I if I had to guess, I would say cocaine. What's it like? Let me think. I like cocaine because it makes me feel exactly how I want to immediately. Like having a beer, it's like, hey, I got to talk to Patrick or Ricky. You know what I'm saying? If I have cocaine, dude, I get to go home, fucking hold on to my fucking wiener and be scared. And Wait, what? Yeah, that's what you do, dude, if you're doing a bunch of cocaine at your house. You hold on to your fucking wiener and you be scared. And then you hope that you'll live. 
but you don't know if you will. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. And what, do you like that feeling? Do you like it? I think there's a part of me that relates to that feeling so much. Oh, yeah, but that just sounds like desperation, and all that sounds like fucking childhood trauma. Yeah, agreed. I think it just it just attaches to that old shit. I couldn't you know? imagine you on cocaine. So, like, have you, how many times, have you ever been on cocaine while you were doing the show? No, 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 no. I couldn't, but I couldn't imagine. You're already so, like. I'd be so scared. You're super chill. Like, this is what's crazy. It's like, you're chill. But animated at the same time. And I feel like if you were on cocaine, like, you would explode. <laughs> oh, I would be looking at porn on my phone. Oh, my God. And I'd be pretending I wasn't. That would be the tough part. We, Dude, I would drive and do cocaine and be looking at, like, escort. Just It was just all just tragic. And I think I didn't like, but I think I liked cocaine because it's like, I want to feel, I don't want there to be any ambiguity about how I want to feel. I want to feel how I want to feel right now. Yeah, but you're talking about grabbing your wiener and freaking out. Are you yeah. serious? I mean, what's I'm 100% the, serious. What do you like about it though, the feeling? Like what feel cuz I'm just curious. Like what does it It gave you an excuse to be a it gave you an excuse to grab your wiener. Bro, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? That's what I'm telling you, man. I'm no, serious. man, you do blow, right? I, right? This is how I imagine it. It's all right. like, all right, you're fucking, you're in the Hollywood Hills. You got six yeah. bitches with you. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fucking driving in a drop top coupe and you fucking do a line and you fucking feel invincible. That's what I think cocaine is. You're describing it as like, oh shit. That does not sound fun. That does not sound fucking fun at all, man. <laughs> I'm definitely never doing cocaine now. Yeah, yeah. Shit, thank you. All right, good interview. Fuck. Gang. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones